Lois, here comes the best part. Is that it? Oh, no, no, it's, uh, and something, something all day, right? Oh, man, I've lost all faith in mankind. Music is dead to me now. Why is everybody glaring at us? Why, Lois? I'll tell you why. Your, your faux pas last night at the concert was so upsetting, I had to call a university professor to tell me what phrase I should use to describe it. Use faux pas. Thanks, professor. You've been living a lie all these years. You represented yourself as a KISS fan, and why? To make me look foolish. No, to make you happy. I wanted to share in all aspects of your life, Peter, but I just was never that big a KISS fan. Yeah, I should have guessed that when you were willing to dress up as Peter Chris. No one wants to be Peter Chris, Lois, not even Peter Chris. I guess I'm just not as cool as you thought I was. I guess not. It's four minutes and 18 seconds after the hour of 11 in this, the month of July, the year of our Lord, 2008. Thank you for coming along and making a part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970, The Talker. This, my friends, is the Rick Everson radio program. Uh, thank you for coming along. So glad you're there. 503-733-2970. It is Tuesday, and welcome to Day 12. Thank you for joining us. That is part two of a three-part opener uh, that we're going to be doing. We have a three-part opener, uh, a three-part family guy opener. Part one yesterday, part two today, uh, part three tomorrow. So there you go. Story in three small interstitial interludes. It's uh, 503-733-2970. You want to join us today with your comments, questions, clarifications, kvetches, two cents, uh, what have ye, and so forth. Hi, Rick. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing today? Today's weird. There's something really weird in the air today. There's something odd we happening today. We have no today. coffee, and more there's, importantly... There's no coffee. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm willing to acknowledge maybe this is my mistake. Perhaps I've... Uh, Perhaps I've calculated something incorrectly. Isn't Tim Riley supposed to be here? I really don't remember him saying that he wasn't going to be here. Did Tim take today off and I forgot about it? But he would have said something yesterday. Wouldn't he have mentioned it yesterday if he wasn't going to be in today? I were broadcast professionals. Because you kept asking me if Tim was here, and I kept thinking you were talking about Timmy Ryan. Why would I? Why, no offense, Timmy Ryan. Why would I keep asking you if Timmy <laughs> Ryan was here? No. Because like for some reason really I thought enough. Timmy Ryan was filling in for Tim. But that's not true. Because, but it's not true because he's filling in for Richie. Because Timmy Ryan is filling in for Richie, and I don't think Tim Riley's gone today. I mean, he is gone today. He's not here anyway. But I think he's supposed to be here. Oh, God, it's going to be one of those days. All right, well, let me just, before we do anything else, it's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. If you want to join us with your comments, questions, clarifications, kvetches, two cents, what have you. It's 503 Are you emailing Tim? Yeah, I mean, should I? I guess. Do you have a cell phone number? Wait, there's Timmy Ryan in the hallway. What is Timmy Ryan? What's an area man wants to know what is up with that? Hey, Timmy Ryan. Hey. No, no, I don't. I was just supposed to. Uh, wait. Hold on. Can you duck over to duck over to Tim Tim's microphone? Nice work. All right. Hi. How are you today? What's going on? 
No, I was just supposed to fill in for Richie today. I had no recollection that I was supposed to fill in. Do you recall? Do you recall Tim yesterday saying he wasn't going to be here today? No. No. This is not good. It's entirely possible that he turned in some sort of a, a thing saying he was going to be gone today, and that I somehow didn't see it. I suppose. Should we call him? I don't have his number offhand. It's, I don't up, have his it's upstairs. Um, hey, do me a favor. Uh, go up to my uh, my office. Go yeah. to my office. Grab my cell phone. It's uh, if you're looking at my my computer, it's to the right of my computer. Okay, I got gotcha. you. You know, go up, grab my BlackBerry, bring it down. Done and done. All right, thank you. I mean, at least Timmy Ryan's here. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. All right. So I know that Tim handed me some some stuff the other day, saying he was going to be gone for another couple of days, but I didn't think that was today. Why would he be gone today? It's a Tuesday. And he always says that he's going to be gone. And he always says, and I won't be here tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe he just sort of figured I hope that, that the people in the Max didn't finally. <laughs> oh, God. I hope that the nature hasn't finally worked itself out Serengeti playing style with Tim Riley starring as the wounded gazelle. All right. Well, in any event. I don't well, know what to write to him. We'll like, figure that out. Hey. day off and Rick forgot. Well, let's, you're okay. Well, we're, Timmy's going to get my cell phone. Uh, and then we'll, we'll sort of address it. Right. It's 503-733-733. 2970, by the way, 503-733-2970, if you'd like to join us uh, with your comments, questions, all of that. Timmy Ryan standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane. And if you have a Tim Riley sighting, make sure to call in. If you know where Tim Riley is. Have you seen Tim Riley? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to feel like... Wait, hold on a second. Did he call? Tim Riley will not be in today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I didn't see this. He sent it... Okay, well, here's the thing. He sent it... At it at five thirty six a.m. and I'm seeing it on my BlackBerry, but I'm not seeing it. You know, you know the thing is the BlackBerry. Uh, it's the same thing. It's like if you download it with your email. Yeah, but it's like if you get an email on your BlackBerry, it's not like it doesn't show up anywhere else. This is basically just a mirror of your email account. Uh huh. And so he sent it at five thirty six this morning. It claims I'm not saying he didn't, but it's five thirty six a.m. Tim Riley will not be in today. Lost voice completely. T-R. But here's the thing. I'm now looking. All right. Will you come here and be my witness for this, Timmy Ryan? Sure. I'm not crazy. Institutionalized. Okay. Tim Riley will not be in the day. Lost voice completely. Do you see that email anywhere here in my inbox? No. That's weird. Because I almost never... Like, I don't sit around and read my morning email on my BlackBerry. Yeah. I only do that if I get one late at night or early in the morning or whatever. So, so do I call Adam or what? Um, you want me to do news and have Adam by, you know, call screen? It's all very, it's all very complicated. All right, well, you know, we'll figure it out in the next, we'll figure it out in the next break. Okay. So, all right, thank all right. you, Timmy Ryan. Yeah, you're very Thanks, Timmy Ryan. All right, for the love of God. Well, there you go. Oh, great, and now I, yes? and I just got a scolding email from Tyler Moody. Please don't call Lisa directly, Sarah. I realize I didn't have my outgoing message changed, but that was because there's too much going on today with breaking news. I didn't get to it. Please don't call Lisa. Lisa's too busy to take your calls, especially on a day like today. Oh, that's going to be a fantastic oh, day. Oh, my God. The world is full of good things. <laughs> yes, yes, it is, Sarah. Yes, it is. We are up to our eyeballs in douchebags. All right. So let's just take let's just take a moment to recap exactly where we're at. Please stop sending me emails that say maybe Tim was killed. <laughs> Terrible thing to do. He hasn't been killed. He lost his voice. Now, yesterday he was having that whole thing with his allergies. Except maybe it wasn't allergies. Maybe he's got, you know, he's got the, the, he got a cold or something. Because yesterday he was doing the news. We're talking about it like he's dead. He seemed so fine yesterday. Just a little tickle in the back of his throat. So yesterday Tim was doing the news. 
And he and I made the observation that his voice was tiny, he's a bit scratchy. And he said, "Yes, I've got some allergies." And I said, "Go take some Claritin." But I did notice that later on in the day, like his, his voice didn't improve at all. Like his voice, his voice stayed, uh, you know, like just as bad. Um, all right. So if you're just joining us, so here's what's happened just this morning. So we started the program, realized uh, as we got just as that Family Guy thing was playing at the top of the show that Tim Riley isn't here. Which is something I'd asked Sarah about, but you thought I was talking about Timmy Ryan, who's yeah. in for Richie Bristol, who's also not here. Then we tried to book the people at CNN, and there was nobody answering the phones at CNN. So we then called Lisa Desjardins, and now we're just scolded uh, by our good friend Tyler at CNN for calling her directly. And now Lisa just wrote, I think I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Jesus, God almighty. Well, it's going to be a fantastic day. There's what can you do? There's, now, here's the thing, though. We're going to rise above it because it's what we do, because we're broadcast professionals. For the love of sweet, jumping Jehoshaphat. Just to recap, it's 503-733-2970 if you'd like to uh, be part of today's program. 503-733-2970. Uh, you can also uh, email. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Uh, Sarah at 970.am. Um Tim at 970.am, though he's not really around. Uh, and Timmy Ryan at 970.am. Jesus God Almighty. I'm just going to respond by trying to schedule the guests I tried to in the first place. It's already not like heard back. 14 minutes after the hour. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's what's coming up today. Well, I don't even know if I can say that Lisa Desjardins coming up today now. Because well, I'll write Tyler and find out since I can't contact her directly. <laughs> Avert your eyes while you do it. Look at the floor and speak only when spoken to. <laughs> I understand that she's busy, but if someone's not doing their job and something has to be booked, but I'm not going to write that. I'm just going to write, hello, Tyler, we'd like to schedule. And begin all your statements with please and end all of their statements with sir. And then say, if it pleases you, my lord. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Jesus. So we have uh, Lisa Desjardins. I our relationship with CNN. It's just like, you know, sometimes things have to be done and sometimes it's inconvenient. Just a little bit chaotic. Yes. Like on days like today when Tim Riley mysteriously doesn't appear. Well, that's kind of weirding me out, actually, because that I didn't see that email anywhere else. Did it maybe send it to your spam folder? You know, maybe. It's possible. Because it's, it's right here. It's on, you know, it's uh, it's on my uh, on my BlackBerry, but it's not on... You know, like my actual my my piece, my desktop. I don't see it anywhere there. So, well, in any so apparently Tim apparently Tim did tell us that at five thirty. Jesus, what else is coming up today? We're going to talk to. He's going to miss the Ron Dante interview. After you went to all that trouble. After I went to all that trouble to and schedule. And Ron Dante is expecting you to have an excited newsman about him. Seriously, you know what? Timmy Ryan's going to come in, and whether he's excited about. Timmy Ryan, are you excited about Ron Dante? You all right, there you go. Thank you. All right, fantastic. I would think Timmy Ryan actually would be excited. He actually about is. He knows a little bit about. It. He knows a little bit about it a little bit. So, uh, so Timmy Ryan will be taking the, the place of Tim Riley today during today's Ron Dante interview. So that's coming up in the two o'clock hour. Uh, Ron Dante, you know him from singing on a lot of hits by the Archies, Tracy by the Cufflinks. Uh, he produced and sang on a bunch of Barry Manilow's big hits. Uh, so we'll talk to him later on the day. Nina Parker from TMZ.com uh, will be joining us today. We'll do the sound clip inventory. Uh, because we've sort of been uh, neglecting that uh, for a bit. Uh, Jesus, uh, what else do we have? Uh, we have uh, today's top five, which we assembled yesterday. It didn't get to yesterday. We'll do it today. Top five songs that a douchebag guy is always guaranteed to play in the jukebox wherever you might be. Uh, we have that. Uh, let's see. I, at some point, I want to get to this uh, worst song you've ever heard, part two. Um, let's see. Uh, Timmy Ryan will join us because we, we sort of got into this big discussion about Timmy Ryan and his... 
on again, off again, quasi girlfriend yesterday. So we're going to try to talk to him and or her today. You've got a look on your face like something exceptional just happened. No, I think I just messed up too. Oh God, what did you do? Because Tyler wrote me, you know, like the da, 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 and so I wrote him back, you know, just like hello Tyler, we'd like to schedule, you know, Lisa. Ah. No, because no, I wrote him back, but as I wrote him back, Lisa. Oh, crap. Lisa Desjardins wrote me. And you know how Gmail kind of layers? Don't contact Tyler. How Lisa, yeah. how Gmail kind of layers? Yeah. There's an email between the one from Tyler sending it to me and me sending it to him, which I hope to just send back to him saying, Sarah and Rick looping out Tyler, you know, talking about how, like, we can contact oh, her. Oh, God. Let's all just take a deep breath. Hey, it's not even 1130. We've got another three hours and 40 minutes of this show today. <laughs> hey, at least I'm seeing my shrink tonight, so I got that going for me. Fan, I was running out of things to talk to him about. That's wonderful. All right. Um, eh, Jesus. Well, uh, and did you say that... All right, Timmy is throwing me the names of potential people who can come in and assist with call screening today. We'll figure it out in the, in the, in the break, sir. Um, I don't even know if I should start taking these phone calls. God only knows. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Sir, madam, is the case maybe. How can I help you today? just hoping, you know, I've always been my dream if I could be on the radio, and I would like to take Tim's spot all day long and be your mobile correspondent. Well, you would like to take Tim Riley's spot today or Timmy Ryan's spot? You know what? Whoever's going to give me a spot on the air. And so, what is it, what talents and or acumen do you think you bring uh, to the table, sir? What is it that you have to offer us? Well, I, I mean, I'm very good looking, and, uh, you know, I can paint a picture of that for you. But Please I was paint, thinking... paint a picture of it now. Please to describe uh, what celebrity you most closely resemble. Uh, most, I, I probably most resemble that, that good-looking guy on TV, Michael Rockstar. You ever heard of him? Michael Rockstar. He's a comedian. Yeah, he Are is. you, are you Michael Rockstar? Uh, yes, I am Michael Rockstar. You know, there's nothing we love, uh, on this show more than comedians. Well, I love to hear that. Nothing I love more than your show. Are you a real listener? Uh, you know what? Uh, no, I'm not, but I would like to be. I'm saying, are you a real listener or are you, a, are you calling us? I'm just asking. Are you a real listener calling in now to offer your services, or are you, are you calling us now because someone who listens to the show called you and said, dude, they don't have a news guy, you're funny, you should totally call up and offer to be the newsman today. No, I am a real listener because coincidentally I turned it on today. My girlfriend, I just dropped her off at the airport. Mm -hmm. I'm never usually up this early in the morning. Okay, please, but, now, uh, to, please, now, to, name, uh, please now to name the person uh, who Richie Bristol replaced. Oh, well, I'm not that good of a listener. I, you know, I'm deaf in one ear. <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. I, I apologize for I apologize to everybody for laughing at that dumb joke just now. That was almost funny. Okay, uh, here, we'll give you another shot. Please now, uh, to, please now to name all the current cast members of the Rick Emerson Show. Uh, I would have to say Rick Emerson, and that's about all I know right now. Oh, come on, dude. You're really hardcore. You're impressing me with the, with the depth of your knowledge about the show. You know, in, in that movie, What About Bob, you know, it's all about baby steps. And this is my baby step. I would like to, you know, learn all your names. And maybe I'll call up every single day until I get them all right. Well, then Good we look here. forward to talking to you tomorrow. Bye now. <laughs> all right. Oh, he had an wow. off-putting timbre. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Hi, you're on, the, uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. What's up? Hi. I was actually just calling to suggest that uh, listeners call in with news stories all day rather than, uh, you know, just put it on one person. Uh, so, in other words, so rather than having somebody actually do the news hour for us, we would then go to caller five, caller seven, whatever, and then they would all have a news story that they shared with us, and then we would comment upon that story uh, in our own inimitable style. Well, yeah, and 
also fits in with your theme of getting the listeners to do all the work for you. There you go. That's, that's true. well done, sir. <laughs> all right, now that's uh, that. We'll take that under advisement. That's not a bad idea at all. Okay. Thank, goodbye. Thanks, Ben. No, goodbye. Good, no, goodbye to you, sir. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Is this me? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh. Hello. Hey, you know when you make a mixtape? Yes. Yes, I do. Hello. <laughs> I'm for the love of. Wait, really? No, wait, no, Timmy, don't. I, I'm talking to the person. That's what it is. Timmy just picked him up on the bottom bank. Hi, hello? Hello. Hi, you're still here. Oh, hey, Jesus. you know back in the day when you make a mixtape and yes. you listen to it a few times and you get to that point where you might hear a song on the radio and you automatically expect the next thing to be like the song that would fall on your mixtape? Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, totally yes, okay, no, 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 because you get into the habit of hearing certain things at a certain in a certain order, yes. Yeah, okay, yesterday I think you missed an opportunity, and I was totally expecting it to come from you because, you know, the insert Rick Emerson joke here. But yet, um, what, what's, what's Virginia's motto? Uh, oh, Virginia is for lovers. And you were making the joke. Vagina, I, I said there. Lovers? I said there ought to be a vagina is for lovers sticker. By the way, I found out that there apparently is. Somebody <laughs> sent me a photo of that. So yeah. And so the joke I was expecting to hear next was vagina, as you know, means means friendship. friendship. Yeah. Hey, there you go. That's a good Jaws reference there. And 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 and, and it's. And it's Directly from you, because you like to insert those whenever possible. I love to. Yeah, go ahead. That's the kind of hardcore listener I am. All right, then. Amen to that. Good for you. You know what you are? You're a lot better than that last guy who called up. Here's the thing. Not everybody not everybody has to be like a huge fanatical listener. Everybody, as they, you know, everybody starts listening at a certain point. There's a learning curve. We don't wish to be exclusionary. We don't. Here's what we don't try to be. Uh, we we don't want to be that radio show where you listen in and you feel like you're not one of the cool kids because they're talking about a bunch of crap you don't understand and they want whatever. That's that's fine. Everybody has a first day when they start listening to something. The, but the thing with the guy was, no, 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 I'm, I'm your biggest fan. No, I'm a hard... You ought to have me into the news because I know everything about the show. I've been listening forever. So And then he was uh, clearly a douche. So, all right. All right. Well, have a great Tuesday. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. All right. Better just to, you know, it's better just to say, I've been listening for a little while, not too long. I like what I hear so far. I'm intrigued by your ideas. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. We're just taking random calls now as we endeavor to flail around helplessly in this opening segment. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick and Sarah. How's What's up? Hello. Um, you know, you spent all that money on Newsbot 9000 or whatever it is. That is true, sir. It's, Thousands of dollars. Is it not time to uh, bring him into service in the major leagues? Oh, I think that that would almost certainly end badly. I think, I think here's what would happen: is we would Newsbot seven five two one. We would roll seven Newsbot seven five two one into service right now. We would get about fifteen minutes into that, and Tim Riley would come crashing in the window like Bruce Willis at the end <laughs> of the player with a machine gun in his hand. And then you would just yeah. see the Newsbot explode in a hail of gunfire and shrapnel. Oh, and then we'd have, then it would be like Jack Klugman giving really? the news for the rest of the day, right? <laughs> Seriously. I'm here to show you about this. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Yeah, there you go. Since we don't have any news, well, do you have news pulled? I got lots of news. Well, you know, we have stacks and stacks and stacks. I have all kinds of stuff I printed out that because this uh, the recap ended a little bit earlier than I thought it was going to, stuff that I haven't even labeled yet. So, no, 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 I got lots of news. And so what we will probably do... Uh, is we will have uh, either Adam or or Kristen or somebody come in, cover the phones uh, uh, during the during the news hour or the whatever uh, uh, the, you know the news segments, and then and then Timmy Ryan with the news. We'll we'll figure that out on the next break. But um, no, I got lots of news pulled. It's not like I'm unprepared. Hey, speaking of got the news prepared, how's that Lisa Desjardins thing going? Mm-hmm. Any uh, any word? What happened over there earlier? Oh. 
I'm a professional. We're all set. Okay, you're all good. Mm-hmm. Am I going to need to talk to Tyler later and apologize? No. No. Let, okay, you let me know because I'm fine because I see he cc'd me on that. Yeah. So that was nice. So <laughs> let me know if I need to call back and go, Tyler. It's so hard to get good help. I. Uh... No, it was actually he. His voicemail was incorrect. No. Oh. Uh, his his um, message oh. on his machine. Well, there you go. So and not only do we have Lisa Desjardins coming up, we do have Steve Castabon live from. I'm not making this up. Live from Havana, Cuba. Cuba. Or Cuba today. So uh, Steve Castamon is in Cuba today. Uh, so we're going to be talking to him at like uh, like 1.15. All right. Um, what did you do last night, Sarah? <laughs> I know this is where we're supposed to be doing the how did your last night go, but everything went uh, so fiendishly out of control early on here. Oh, I um, see. went out for a while with uh, Tuggy and Kelsey and uh, Chris on his crutches. How's Kelsey doing? Kelsey's doing well. Excellent. Hey, let me ask you this, Tuggy, because you were a tugboat guy, right? He's a tugboat guy. Do you that tugboats don't actually tug anything? They push they things. They push things, what's, yeah. what's that about? They should be push boats. I don't know. That's my stupid observation for the day. <laughs> no, uh, I've, I've discussed that with him as well, and I don't think I ever got it. It was a satisfying out evening? Out of it. I, yes, I had much, much fun was had, and for the first time in like a week, I slept through the night, because I've just been waking up in the middle yeah. of the night and not able to go back to sleep. See, and I drank caffeine week. way too late last night. I was out with Joni, uh, and so I was uh, drinking a lot of caffeine, and that was that thing where you go to bed and just just sit there, and your brain just... So I'm a little loopy today. So, of course, it's the perfect day for all of this chaos to be happening. Let's finish this bank of calls, then we'll take a break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. How's it going? What's up, brother? Hey, uh, when you are in Kennewick, did you happen to listen to the country station? Uh, are you being sarcastic? Because there's like a hundred country stations. And it's like 102 something in Kennewick. Uh, not really, no. No, the only that. thing I listen to in Kennewick, uh, both both this trip and almost always, the, the only radio station I listen to there is the high school station, wow. uh, because the high school station is the only good station in town because it's this sort of half metal, half alternative station that's just run by a bunch of hopped up 16 year olds. So it's pretty great. That's a uh, I listened to the high school station. No, I did not listen to the country station. Oh, oh, except, except it, when we were first driving into town, I told you this yesterday. Um, as we were driving into town, I was flipping around the dial, and the first thing we landed on was that hideous, Don't Take the Girl song. Yes, that's what you were talking as, about. That was like as we got into Kennewick, and that, that was immediately when I jabbed it over to the high school station, and I left it there. So. <laughs> I left it there. Yeah, left it there. Well the, well, the reason I asked is a couple weeks ago, I'm, I'm cruising through Kennewick on my way. And other parts, but uh, yes. In middays, uh, the guy comes on the radio saying uh, that was such and such. This is Scotty J. No, your afternoon DJ. Scotty J. Well, it's not the Scotty J though, was it? I I don't know. It, you know, if you uh, if you one hundred two point seven. Yeah, that'd be K O R D probably. Um, yeah. Okay, and we'll look it up. Was it morning? Was it drive time? Middle you know? of the day. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll look it up. Nobody I, I believe okay, that I believe that would be Cord FM. Thank you, sir. You bet. All right, sorry you had to go to Kennewick. I think that would be K-O-R-D FM. We'll look that up. Uh, we'll finish these. We'll break. We'll come back. Lisa Desjardins, uh, Timmy Ryan, the new news hour, uh, top five songs, douchebags playing the jukebox, Ron Dante, Nina Parker, sound clip inventory. Oh, don't forget, by the way, one random, because we need more things to do, uh, one random caller today who gets on the air gets Lost Boys to The Tribe. Lost Boys to the Tribe on DVD. Prepare to sink your teeth into the long-awaited and highly anticipated next chapter, the cult phenomenon started by the 1987 cult classic The Lost Boys. When Warner premieres The Lost Boys, The Tribe arrives on Blu-ray and DVD today. From Warner Home Video, the all-new chapter stars Tad Hilgenbrink and Angus, uh, Angus Sutherland with appearances by Corey Heyman, Corey Feldman, as Edgar Frog. Lost Boys to the Tribe today on DVD. Uh, that goes to one random caller today. Hi, you're on The Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? What's up? 
last well, Sunday night, my girlfriend's uh, sister called, and she said, did you see the news? She's like, no, what's up? She's like, oh, there was an outbreak at Oregon Country Fair that, like, I guess people weren't washing their hands while they were serving food. That's hard to believe. Yeah, I know. Uh, Your observation is completely correct. They might all have E. coli. And this was, so this was at the country fair that my wife was at. That's good news. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, the hippies are filthy. What are you going to do? Uh, wash your hands, hopefully. <laughs> if only you, if only they modeled themselves on you, sir. All yeah, right. well, you know, only every porta potty there had hand sanitizer, so it was really tough not to do. Well, you know, hand sanitizer is a government conspiracy. All right. True. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, one more, and then we'll break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick. Uh, the, the call of that guy thinking he could supplant uh, Tim Riley, but uh, one news uh, article you guys might discuss today, I thought it was kind of interesting, kind of radio-related. That nutcase shot up the Unitarian Church. Yes. Got a copy of a book by Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity, and Michael Savage. But I mean, what, what do you mean had a cop with like where? Yeah, like when on they his? Searched, when they searched his house after they got a warrant, they they mentioned that on the uh, warrant that, uh, of the stuff that they found. Yeah, let's all register our surprise at that fun fact. Yeah. All right. Thank you, my friend. Oh, and for the guy that thought he knew the Rick Emerson show. Yeah. Splitter. Later. <laughs> okay. Thank you. A little Monty Python there, I think. People's front of Judea. All right. Well, Jesus. Uh, let me just do this one. Well, you know, I, I don't have any time to do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back after this. Lisa Desjardins from Washington. Later on, Steve Kastenbaum from Cuba. Uh, the new news hour with somebody. Your phone's being screened by somebody else. Stuff. Things. Top five and so forth. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Stay right. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. In just a moment, we'll be joined by CNN Radio Correspondent Lisa Desjardins. Coming up later on, Steve Kastenbaum in the, I don't know, the island nation. What did Kennedy call Cuba? I don't know, a thing. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program, sir. Madam, as the case may be, speak now and amuse the masses with your wit. Hey, Rick, I think I broke your code with the show openers. How so? I believe I know what you're uh, the, the family guy? Yeah, I I think I've uh, I think I've cracked your code what you're hinting at. Here's the thing is that uh we uh, every day we open the show with a with a clip from a TV or movie or whatever and we're doing a three-parter. Yesterday was the first part, family guy kiss oriented. Today was the second part tomorrow the finale. Uh what is the code you think uh, that you've cracked? Keep in mind that what you're about to guess will almost certainly be untrue and thus will lead to the disappointment of the entire audience. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I'm used to that sort of thing. So um, I would guess that you're uh, hinting towards Mini Kiss uh, appearing on August 2nd at Dante's. Absolutely. No. No? no. I mean, I was asking this morning, too. I'm like, are we doing something? No. Are we doing a Kiss promotion no, or something? No, it really, I hate to. And Mini, you're not. <laughs> Mini Kiss actually is coming to town, but it's just a coincidence. That is actually only a coincidence. That is that is well, the case. News. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it is the case, but uh, that was not. Uh, it, that just makes me look a little smarter than I am because it was really just because I was watching Family Guy and there was about six minutes worth of kid stuff that I wanted to chop up and, and work over three days. But you know, if, if you'd like for it to be the other thing, have at it. Okay. Thank uh, you. Thank you, sir. Another thing you might yeah. be interested to know. Uh, evidently, uh, there's a group playing uh, *Cannibal the Musical* in town. Oh, where? When? Uh, let's see. Uh, the Backdoor Theater. Okay, you through, got um, do, August twenty third. Do me a huge favor. You got to email me about that. I will. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from the Hill, CNN Radio correspondent. 
Lisa Desjardins. Lisa, how's your day going? Rick, how are you? Oh, hi, Lisa. It's, hi, Sarah. It's not about me. It's about the people, Lisa. <laughs> it's about the people. It's about people like me who don't have time to talk like to people like you, right, Sarah? On a busy day like today. <laughs> The love of God Almighty. I felt like I was twelve again. <laughs> oh, you know, it's so. I think it's it, it, this is because it's rare for Tyler to email something like this. I don't know if if you've shared with listeners just the. Oh no, we shared that. They heard it all. Oh, they just. No, oh. I felt so bad. I'm like, because I could tell there's a lot of craziness going on. So I'm just like speaking as fast as I can. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. Here's the thing. Just just a, l- a little bit of a recap. So a. Luke made me do it. I made her do it. Here's the thing. Just I don't know how much time you have today, but just as you so you know. Yeah. We came in today and around. 30 seconds before showtime, Sarah and I looked over at Tim Riley's chair and realized it was empty and his computer was off <laughs> and he wasn't here. And we said, wait a minute. And first of all, Richie's also gone today. So it's a little bit of a weird thing. It's like a bit of a three-legged dog already. And we look over and there's no Tim Riley. We're like, was Tim supposed to be gone? WTF? And then so I'm looking and it turns out that Tim sent me an email at 536 this morning that somehow didn't end up on my desktop. It only went to my BlackBerry, which I didn't check. So Tim at 5:30 this morning woke up without a voice and and called in sick, but I didn't realize that. So we're starting the show. No Richie, no Tim. Also, we can't get a hold of anybody at CNN. So we finally just call you, and then this whole like smackdown comes Sarah's way uh, via you know via Tyler's email. No, so. you know Tyler really just doing what, what he's supposed to do there, I think, and you know protecting the correspondent. And but you know I didn't handle it so well either because I I was you know, kind of crazed, and uh, it was right as a bunch of stuff was going on. And so I just quickly sent him a message saying, hey, listen, I'm not sure what's going on, but, you know, KCMD thinks you're not there. And just to let you know, Sarah and I just talked, and they're looking for a live shot, and I said it was cool. You know, and, and it, it might have, you know how, you know how, like, email and texting, it can come off, you never know the tone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and so I think he might have been like, hey, you know, he might have thought I was like, hey, listen, KCMD just called me. Yeah. And, which is probably more where he, you know, like. I can almost guarantee you that's how it came across. Yeah. Based on the evidence at hand. Yeah, <laughs> some quick email, which is really, which is not, I mean, Tyler is obviously, like, really all about working with people. It's not, you know, unusual. His tone is not that kind of a tone usually, you know. Well, in any event, so I think we should read it more as a like, hey, maybe he was being kind of. I don't let, know. Let me read it in the jovial tone. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> should I put some clown music underneath it while you? Uh, I don't think I have any he, clown music. He was responding to my stress, which actually, you know, and you guys don't. I can be really. Because you got the Ted Stevens thing going on. Exactly, and I can be a nightmare, like when I'm stressed. And to and you know the important thing I have is, to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. That it all got worked out, and we get yeah. to hear your lovely voice. Exactly. To, Ding. To be fair, uh, we uh, I didn't think about the Ted Stevens thing when I had Sarah call you that was me not registering that and so we would not of course we would never want to interfere with your with your work oh no it was it was just bad luck because the uh, news conference was happening right then and I was just about to go live with another station so it was sort of like you know it was an Aristotelian confluence no good. It's very broadcast news. It was good. okay well uh, hey how about that Ted Stevens how about that Uncle Ted how about it? Now, I'm, I'm not sure how. I don't want to repeat everything you guys have already been over. We haven't said anything about it. Hey, okay. It's a blank slate. Now becoming the 11th U.S. senator in United States history to be indicted while in office. He has been indicted not for corruption, but for um, he's charged with 
making false statements, essentially. Now, this is part of this corruption scandal. We've probably talked about it before, where this huge oil company, Vico, I'm not sure how big Vico is uh, in Oregon, if you guys pay attention to them, but they basically are this giant power in Alaska, or had been, Mm -hmm. and have been part of a huge corruption probe in which seven public officials have already been convicted. Uh, There's one actual former uh, state leader on tape uh, that, which is always fabulous, talking about the pre- quid pro quo, what he would get for his nine thousand dollars from. Really? Is it? Is it actually? Is it? Look uh, for this. Is it sort of like a, like a, like an, uh, a PBS pledge drive? Where it's like for for nine thousand dollars, you can get the uh, you can either get a tote bag or you can get a rest stop with a, with your name on it. Up to you. Uh, yeah, no, he actually uh, was looking for a job. That was a former House Speaker, a guy named Pete Cott, and he was looking for a job as a lobbyist Pete. after he left office. Pete Cott, is he is he aptly named or what? Pete, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, it's K-O-T-T, but you're right. It really? works on radio like, like a charm. It's like being named Johnny Apprehended. <laughs> well, a year ago, uh, federal officials... Uh, uh, executed a search warrant of Ted Steeman's vacation home. And the allegations here, now part of the indictment, are that this oil company, Vico, essentially paid for much of the doubling of Ted Stevens' vacation home, as well as and the laundry list of, of gifts and prizes uh, that Ted Stevens allegedly received is very funny because it, it, it goes into the, – the prosecutor went into detail today saying, oh, household goods, you know, right. for all of it, it really, you know uh, – a gas-powered furnace, a tool cabinet, you know, extensively. And uh, Ted Stevens is alleged to have turned in an old Ford and gotten in exchange a new Land Rover, which I guess he gave to one of his... Really? Yes. That's what that's... You know, it's days like this that I'm not... Look, I'm not saying that I'm in favor of graft or corruption. Obviously, I'm not. Uh, But it really is days like today when, in some horrible, perverse way... Uh, you feel like you've pulled the quarter mania arm and you've hit some sort of awful jackpot. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, the thing is here that he's not being charged with corruption, even though the indictment does say that at the time that Senator Stevens was receiving these gifts, he was being asked by Vico to do certain things on their behalf in their interest, and that he and his staff did do some of those things, but they can't establish the quid pro quo. They don't, for example, have audio tape, like, like of some election right. leaders. So they they are just saying here they're, they're you know, it, it, like getting them, I guess, on tax evasion, but they're they're looking, they, they say that they they can prove, they believe they can prove that he did not disclose all of these gifts on his Senate form. Now, in the past, Ted Stevens, prior to this investigation, had said that he had written checks for the renovation. He thought that he had paid for all of it. And we have not heard from him yet today, but I expect him to fight these charges. We'll see if he – obviously, he hasn't made a plea agreement, and he seems like the kind of man who will fight this and who will say, I'm the target of, you know, whatever, you know, whatever huge political rationale, you know, he, he wants to say. And, and he will, I believe, maintain that he's innocent yeah. and that he just didn't know what the full costs were, and we, that's why he didn't disclose them. Now, he hasn't said that, but that's my guess. We really are living in interesting times. There's just no doubt about that. There's never, there is, you know, they used to say. I mean, ah, never mind. I was just, I was just going to go on a whole one of my whole jags about the media and the spread of information and what Art Bell used to call the quickening, uh, but I'm not going to do it right now. All right, I know you got a busy day. Yeah. Um, so uh, sorry about all the uh, the kerfuffle, the imbroglio, the tempest in a teacup. If we got to use both of those words, then I'm I'm happy about it. It's what I do. All right, uh, we will talk to you uh, presumably tomorrow, or if not, then then at uh, at oh, a yeah. time okay, near, near to us. Thank okay. you, Lisa. There you go.
Wow. <sighs> so I started back from TMZ. Um, we only, only usually talk to her for a couple minutes. Yeah, right? we have a couple minutes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so she's like, if it's under five minutes, we can do it then. Yeah, that's fine. Oh. Yeah. Be sure to tell her that we'll just be calling Nina Parker directly and <laughs> herself <laughs> under harasser if she's if she's even a moment late calling us. I know, and see, this is the problem with no Richie, because then I got, because usually it would just be Richie. Yeah, Richie's usually the flak jacket, where it's like he's, it's like on Airwolf, when they were having heat-seeking missiles targeting them, and they would fire the chaff out the wing, and then the heat-seeking missile would go with the chaff. Richie normally is that. He just takes the brunt of everybody's irritation at us. Anything we do that annoys, he's the buffer between us and the outside world. Uh, So now, really, it's just the grinding sound of radio metal on metal today. Uh, The good news is I found this huge stack of news that I printed out uh, earlier, so... What I did not realize, or what I didn't remember, what I now have, is a list of the... Let's see, we have uh, one, two... I think we have a triple religious nutcase watch coming up today. Uh, We have this uh, goth thing uh, from Russia. We have a corpse watch uh, coming up. Let's see what else. I'm just sort of doing this on the fly. Uh, We have this... Now, you had that thing about that, that woman with the... That woman whose uh, who's private area appears to be some sort of clown car, and she's just had her 14th kid. Is that yesterday? 19th? 19th? No, she's pregnant with her 19th kid. Okay, and see, now here's another one. This is from British Columbia, another woman who just had, she's just had her 18th uh, child. So we got that. Uh, let's see, we got another we got another religious nutcase watch uh, and all that. So, that. so that's all coming up in the world of news. Uh, we have Steve Kastenbaum, who's in Havana, Cuba uh, today. Uh, is there any thought to him about life in Cuba under uh, Raul Castro? Who Here's some little fun facts about Raul Castro. A, uh, I have a friend of mine who went to Cuba, and the A, the people of Cuba believe him not to be, they believe him to only be Fidel's half-brother. They have a nickname for him, and I forget exactly what the nickname is. I think it's Spanish, but it is a nickname for, um, I think the nickname is, it means Chinese, because they believe that Fidel's mom was getting it on with like, like 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 an Asian assistant that she had, or like a you know like a chef or somebody. So they think that Raul, they think that Fidel's mom was having an affair with this like Asian guy that worked there, and so they believe that Raul uh, has a different dad than Fidel. Also, there is a, a, a prominent a, a strong belief among many of the Cuban people that Raul Castro is the gay. So really, yes, yes, that is true. Um, and anyway. it's catching. It is no, no, no. It's uh, it's all part of it's it's all it's that's on the list of things to do right after the liberal agenda we heard about yesterday. So we'll get to Steve Kastenbaum, top five songs that a douchebag guy is always guaranteed to play on the jukebox. Nina Parker from TMZ, Ron Dante coming up at the two o'clock hour. Sound clip inventory, all of this stuff to get to. Oh, I got this. Did you see this email from Todd? Did I, you get this email from Todd the corpse? I did indeed. It's hilarious. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life because what I hadn't. What I completely forgot about, what with all of the people not showing up for work today and so forth, is that today is the what? The 29th. Mm-hmm. So today is the 29th, which means that next uh, Friday is August 8th. But more importantly, next Friday is 8-8. It is 080808 because we had uh, 666, Orange Cross the Hawthorne, and we had 777. And I sort of forgotten it. I mean, I just lost track of time that next Friday is 888. Uh, so I got this is from Todd the Corpse. Uh, it says, Rick. I was just, it's impossible to overstate how great this email is. He says, Rick, I was just remembering that so far you've had a big to-do on the dates of 666, which is Horns Across the Hawthorne, and 777, the inimitable Vanilla Ice. So I'm wondering if you're going to do something for 888. He says, the only thing I can think of is that the month of August is named, this is because Todd is A, smarter than us, and B, is a Sunday school teacher who reads the Bible. He says, the only thing I can think of is that the month of August is named after the Roman Emperor Augustus. 
Augustus was known for writing records of his own accomplishments, having his name, Augustus Caesar, be applied to all subsequent emperors after him. He was then deemed a god to be worshipped by the Roman Senate. In other words, he was completely self-absorbed, which reminded me of you. The fact that you have, this is me now, he says, the fact that you have on the air demanded that someone name a baby after you. That's true. Organized an entire listener party to, quote, make fun of all your accomplishments, which was a passive-aggressive way of having talented people come up on stage and talk about nothing about uh, talk about nothing but you. And the fact that you have in, past, uh, have in the past said, quote, if the world went according to what I said, we'd all be in a better place, makes you, Rick, sound exactly like the type of person who demands that a month be named after him. But since the month of August is already named after another egomaniacal narcissist with delusions of grandeur, how about we aim for just one day? He says, my proposal is, this is genius, and not just because it's about me. I mean, largely because it's about me. Not totally. 90%. Well, it's just <clears throat> sitting here talking about yourself. Okay. He says, but see, the, but see it's, it's the best way possible because it's me reading somebody else talking about me, so it doesn't look like me. Uh, he says, my proposal, Rick, is that on 888... Every single listener joins as one to get the entire greater Portland area to tune into your show. Spreading the word is one way. Surreptitiously changing people's radio dials is another. That is a genius idea. Roll down your car windows, crank the volume during rush hour. Um, let's see. Change your office's radio station to AM 970. 888 will no longer be just another day. It will be the day when all of Portland tunes as one to the Willamette Week's best talk show. Every person, every office, no, every car. talk show, Rick. Radio show. That is that is radio show. Radio. Uh, every person, every office, every car, every home must be tuned in. For on 888, we can turn each of the city's great residents into a glorious bastard. How would we do such a thing? This is the best part, though. He says, also, if you turn the number eight horizontal, it looks like boobs. That's fantastic. Um, so, wait. So, this is... Hold on. Let me, let me go back and read this. So, this is what? Next? Next Friday? Not this Friday? Is it this Friday? Next Friday. No, no, because the 29th, Today is... 30th, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th. Well, hold on, where's my Microsoft? No, no, I think that's wrong. Hold on, what is today? I, I asked for the 50th time. August. It's Friday. It is next Friday. You're right, it is Friday. Uh, so next Friday, August 8th, which is 888. So, 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 let me understand. So I'm working this through my head. So we would, so, mm, Okay, so then, wait, okay, so I think, so then in manner of uh, uh, Augustus Caesar, I always thought it was Caesar Augustus. Is that like in Spanish where no, you, Augustus Caesar. where the white devil is, um, you know, Diablo Blanco, you reverse, you reverse it or whatever? All right, so, so then in, in manner of Augustus Caesar, uh, so then 888, so, wait, hold on, forming, forming the notion in my head. So it's sort of like... It's sort ah ah got it got it got it got it got it here's okay no 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 I can figured you think it out about it in real time a no 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 can you take can you take forever to ruminate on this in your head no 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 here's exactly what it is okay so what he's suggesting this is this is genius I'm just gonna take complete ownership of this now it was Todd's idea but from now on me so what he's suggesting is like in the Dark Knight at the end when uh, when Bruce Wayne is like and so through this device. Every, I guess I'm doing the Batman voice, but through this device, every cell phone in Gotham City becomes a transmitter. Yeah. And so all of the cell phones covering the city are at that one moment turned on and allow him to monitor all of Gotham. But this is like the reverse. So on 888, we try to get, instead of listening, on 888, we try to get every radio or as many radios in Portland as we possibly can turned to the station. Yeah. And then we do like a, like a, like a uh, broadcast. 
So we do, you know what I mean? Like, 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 oh, like, uh, so you can finally be a dictator? Yes, exactly, Sarah. Not oh, my but God. A, but, I don't but, know if I feel like supporting this. A God, but a benevolent God. So, uh, and so it would be, uh, you know. What would you say? It, but it wouldn't be like the whole day. It would be like at. Um, what, just like a certain amount of time, like five minutes or something? Like at, uh, like at the end of, like at two o'clock. It would just be like an, it would be like an address. So it would be an address to. Are, you're going to start it, but you have to start it with people of Portland. That's a, no, no, totally. That's what it is. Okay. So on Friday, 888. So on 666, so on we had horns across the Hawthorne. On 777, we had vanilla ice. 888, it is, uh, the Rick Emerson Show addresses all of Portland. And so uh, we pick a time, like 2 o'clock. I mean, it should be easy. We won't make it like 208 or anything. Like 2 o'clock, Friday, 888. We just try to get every single radio everywhere in the entire city, as many radios as we possibly can, all on the station. And then, just like at the end of the Dark night, we can address the entire city at once, and we can do like it. People of Portland! It is, And then we can chastise the few remaining people who aren't listening to the, to the station slash show. Okay. That's fantastic. It sounds like a good and, idea. And here's and and, and that is it allows us. To and once say, again, we, it allows us to with minimal effort because it'll take the effort of other people. Exactly. So it is once again, it's the best of all worlds. It's us doing very little work and reaping the benefits. So, uh, and it would just and it would skip. And the great thing about it is, I know I'm officially sort of gibbering here. The the best thing about it is, if you skip to the bottom of the page, it just it it just cuts to the chase and lets us talk to the entire city at once. And just inform them that they that they must begin that they have to begin listening. Like this is like it is. It has come to our attention that a few unfortunate souls are not yet listening to the Rick Emerson show. This is you know whatever. And then we say like that's true. And if they are in a place where there is a radio, they could be. So it's possible they could be listening. Totally. That's that's the thing. So it's like the people uh, uh, turn their car radios. If you're in a uh, a store. Uh, you uh, you know they, they they you adjust the store radios. If you're at work, you turn up the radio at your desk, and then we make it short, like 90 seconds. It's nothing too long. We just make it like a 90 second. Of the... People of Portland, this is Rick Emerson. <laughs> we've got no. We've got to have something a little more appealing. I mean, I think that it's a great idea, but to get everyone to just listen to you address like some random guy that they don't know, just like hey. But it's but it's people us. of Portland. I'm acting like your Lord and Savior. But that's the thing. It's us telling the entire city, like it has come to our attention that a few unfortunate souls have not discovered the glory of the Rick Emerson show. This is your notice that you ought to begin listening immediately. <laughs> that's fantastic. All right. Are, Are you, you hearing a hum in the right channel? Yes. All right. Oh. I am. I hear it. It's in the. Uh... My, my hearing is a little. Bad. All right. That's fantastic. Are we gonna have to? We're gonna have to have some like grandiose theme music behind it. Oh uh, no no no! Totally. We'll do the. Uh, we should do the. I'll get the Independence Day thing. Uh, I'll get the Independence Day score, and I'll sort of. I'll reverb my mic out a little bit. So, people of Portland, Portland. This is Rick Emerson, Emerson. And then we'll have the Independence Day music okay. underneath. Okay. Yeah. Ninety seconds. Friday, eight eight eight. It's genius. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hi. I think you should actually give the Rick Emerson manifesto. You mean as part of the as part of the address, like a sort yeah. of like this is what we hold to be true. Kind of, but even the this is your new lord and master. <laughs> Maybe you could That's do fantastic. one of those like the geek thing, but like with all about Portland. Uh, oh, like a sort of like we did that thing like a couple years ago. The, believe in. the thing we did that thing a few years ago that was like a what we what we love about Portland or things we love about Portland. Or even demands on Portland, like the Unabomber. I demand that this happen. We're probably not going to do anything like the Unabomber. Let's be very clear about that right now. Attention, CBS Legal. We will not in any way be doing anything like the Unabomber. Well, no. But I admire your gusto, sir. Hey, you got to do it. All right, thank you. Tim Marley's God. Thank you, my friend. All right, there you go. 
All right, genius. I, on I the... think that this, this is a good idea. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. 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 Yeah. Since uh, CBS is, is, you know, widely listened to and so on. Of course, a CBS massive broadcasting you... entity. Yes, they can give you 90 seconds across all of their stations. <laughs> that way we don't have to worry about turning every single one. It's just you are taking over CBS. On all... Then we only have to worry about the, the lame people who don't listen. On every on on every frequency. On every yes. frequency on every CBS station. So it'll be like... Um, It'll be like that thing MTV used to do, where they would simulate late at night that it was there was pirate TV broadcast being happened, where it would be like, and there would be staticky, and then all of a sudden the voice would come through the static, like, we are taking over, and it was just a show called Pirate TV, but they would totally simulate it like it was being hijacked. I, that's yeah, a great idea. Exactly like that. All right, no, 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 this is, I can already see, there's something, this is going to be a glorious thing, I can already sense it. All right, thank you, sir. All right. All right, there you go. Um... Well, we should take a break. A, because we need a break. B, we got to come back with a new C. I got to have Matt uh, look at this buzz because it's drive me crazy. Otherwise, I don't know I if it's. I look at my microphone too. Mine's cranked all the way up, and I'm still sounding a little muffly. Uh, can you wait before we do this? Can you try to? Can you turn off the channels one by one? Well, you know it's Tim's computer. Oh well, there you go. All right, fantastic. Because well, it's, it's always Tim's computer. Mm-hmm. All right. But it was gone for a while. I mean, we use that same. I think maybe it's because I was hitting the board really hard with my hand just now. That I was always happens. Reveling right? in the glory of this idea. All right, no, no, no. This is this is fantastic. All right. Um, okay, we'll talk about it more when we get back. Stay there. Timmy Ryan around the corner from the Ministry of Truth. Later on, top five. Uh, Nina Parker from TMZ.com. Ron Dante in the two o'clock hour. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll sound clip inventory and more about this genius idea of mine. Uh, Tops. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. the Rick Emerson radio program. It's 503-733-2970. Thank you for coming along. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is the Rick Emerson radio program. It's uh, rick at rickemerson.com. If you'd like to email us today, still ahead, uh, CNN radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum will be joining us from Havana, Cuba. Uh, let's see. Uh, TMZ.com's Nita Parker will be joining us. Uh, Ron Dante uh, later on in the program. Uh, we'll do today's top five. Top five songs that the douchebag guy is guaranteed to play on the jukebox at the Blue Collar Bar where you're just trying to have a good time, for the love of God. Uh, we'll do sound clip inventory. Here's a thing you don't hear every day. I got this sent to me from somebody. I won't say who this is. This is somebody who works in the medical field. Let's say that. Hey, Rick, overheard at the hospital where I work. Two guys carrying a large box. Guy number one says, what do you use that box for? Guy number two says, it's a way to get human epidermis. That's all I heard. Thought you'd like to know. Thank you, sir, madam, as the case may be. Uh, let's see. And finally, overheard last night uh, at the, uh, the eating and drinking establishment where Joni and I were hanging out. Uh, this quote, it's a horse with a horn. Of course it could have existed. End quote. There you go. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth, M for Tim Riley. This is Timmy Riley. It's time for the Rick Emerson Show's new news hour, only on AM 970, The Talker. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. You know, I had the funniest feeling when I woke up this morning that 
I was supposed to fill in for Tim Riley today. Swear is, to God. Is this like a dream you have where you go to a dinner party and everybody you know but one person is there and then you wake up and they're dead? Well, here's the thing, because I kind of I kind of had to leave town today, you know, to get to get out of town to go do other stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, man, how am I going to be able to get out of town when I want to when I have to do Tim Riley's news? And I'm like, oh, I don't have to do Tim Riley's news today because I'm just phone screening. Because why would Tim Where Riley be gone today? Town? I'm going down to Sweet Home. Has a place ever been more inaptly named? Sweet Home. No, it's the, it's the Oregon Jamboree this, uh, this upcoming week, and I'm running the radio station down there. I don't really know what a jamboree is. I don't either. In it's what, it's is a it... three-day cavalcade of music funness. Like the biggest country stars. For three days with music and fun in the is Cascades. That, is that true, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, well, uh, Glenn Campbell's going to be there this year. Really? Randy Owen from Alabama. He's playing. Fantastic. Hell yeah. Um, it's going to be a good time. All right. A jamboree is just one of those things. When, when you say a jamboree... I always just picture a bunch of guys sitting around in, like, bib overalls with, like, a jug band uh, thing happening. A jamboree just sounds like some high no, school no, thing to I, me. Totally. There's, like, 20,000 people that show up to this thing. And the funny thing is that they hold the concert, um, like, on the baseball field right across from where the high school, from, you know, where I, uh, uh, you know, I went to school. So I have some stories about that field. Excellent. I'm Fantastic. Like, I'm like, well, there's, uh, like, last year, I'm like, oh, there's Charlie Pride. He's near the backstop. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Pride. Charlie Pride, you know, it, it's here's the thing is it's good to see that guy still out there doing what he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, because it, at a certain point, I, you know, it's like the hit sort of, especially in country, there was about every about every 12 years in country music, it's like there's just a great big sort of house cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know, the new broom comes through and just everybody gets swept out. Uh, but country is one of those, uh, country and certain forms of rock are just one of those things where you can just, you can really, if you've had an, uh, enough hits, like I have this whole thing, which I think somebody else Somebody else, I think, actually said this to me, and I think it's sort of in my head has become a thing that I came up with, and I don't think I did. Um, that if you have one hit, like if you're the one hit wonder, you know, you'll get sporadic gigs now and again, you know, for probably the next 20 or 30 years of your life. But if you have two big hits, you got a job forevermore. Yep. If, if you have two big hits, you can tour for the rest of your life because you come out on stage, you play uh, three, four songs, play the first hit. Ba 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 ba. Cover more songs. Leave the stage. Come back. Encore with the second big hit. And then you play a cover then of like somebody do... else's big song. Exactly. Right. That's totally it. Then you just do covers because at that point you just. What do you do? Uh, everybody, Johnny Be Good. You yeah, know. I was thinking Johnny Be Good. <laughs> of course. Oh my God. Of course, because that's like the no lose cover. Like who do you know that's going to go to a show and go that sucked? You played Johnny Be Good. Right. No one. So there you go. All right. There we go. Kind of frightens me how much you and I are alike in terms of our thought patterns sometimes. I'm not going to dwell on that. We're talking about music news, aren't we, there? Uh, yes, we are. Uh, let's speaking see. of which. Speaking of which. <laughs> Can we say it yet? Yes, we, you saw the email. You, ever, you never read your CBS I, email. I saw the email, but I don't know if it's official. Should we save the big announcement for later? Oh, it's a huge announcement. It's a huge announcement. Huge. I, I don't know. Gigantic. I don't know. Dude, you tell Why don't me. Why do you just do it now? Well, I, I think we should work up to it. I think we should have that. You because, know, kind Rick, of, it's we should have that, that on a repertoire. Is that what I should say next Friday? Is that sure? Next, on 8.88 at 2 p.m., is that what I should use that 90 seconds for? Just to announce, to make, to, to give the Timmy Ryan No, this? later, later uh, in the show, I All think right. we should make the big announcement no, about no. what's going to be happening. No, 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 you know, and you know why uh, we can do it later in the show? Because later in the show, uh, the other person affected by that announcement will be free. Not free now, in the building, but busy now. Oh, you mean uh, the A-Train? No. Who's the A-Train? Kristen? Uh, oh, Kristen. Kristen's not the A-Train. Oh, no, but uh, the That's A-Train. perverse. Hey, oh. Kristen A-Train Bowie. No, 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 Adam. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, I didn't know who you were talking about. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Whatever. All right, anyway, big announcement coming, we think. What? Let's, all, let's, it, all take it, let's all take a breath. Later on in the program, there's some Timmy Ryan news. 
that we will, uh, the news about Timmy Ryan and so forth. Do I sound muffled again today? No, you sound fine. You sound good. You sound sparkly and golden. Maybe it's your ears from all that smoke and the, you know, all the bars you've been going to are, you know, clogging your ears again. Remember that thing about stopping and taking a breath? Just go to 10. Just re- just repeat that for just a second while we do a couple of these. Maybe I can go to the bar and watch you and your girlfriend rub up against each other in public and nobody talk to you the whole time while you're, like, falling over each other drunk. You know, I'm right over here. Maybe I can go to a punk rock show where you invite all the guys back to your house to sleep there. Okay, it's time for you to, it's time for you to Dude, take a pause. Seriously, that's a little rude. Right. This my friend's been. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Wow. <laughs> Hello, sir. Jesus. All right. Um, You're going to come out on the losing end of this, Timmy. That's the thing. There's there's no winning for you here. Hi. How can I help you, sir? Well, uh, I was just thinking about this grand idea of 8808. Yes. Not so much uh, grand as it is glorious. Glorious. Yeah. Indeed. indeed. Uh, Vistaprint can do like 250 free business cards, and people can print up on their um, home printers, 8 and a half, 11 um, sheets of paper. We can plaster the city with nothing but a sign that says 8808, 2 p.m., 970 a.m., and that's it. And leave them on billboards and grocery stores. Now, keep in mind, Rick Emerson and CBS Radio, We are the, the Rick Emerson Show is not encouraging you to litter, uh, to place things in a uh, in some sort of public area where it's not necessarily allowed. If you, of course, choose to do those things, by God, uh, you know, that is between you and the God of your choosing, sir. Do it. Well, you know, Rick, um, you are an employee of CBS. Yes, sir. That is that is the case. But we could we could definitely get a lot of people understanding that they need to tune in. So your idea is in some sort of a vague theoretical sense. It's a viral marketing kind of thing. Exactly. If, if, in, in, in some sort of alternate reality where that sort of thing was encouraged, you were saying people could, through whatever means are available to them, uh, spread the word about the uh, whatever it is we're going to call this thing, the Portland Public Address System, or whatever it is that happens uh, uh, next Friday, 888 at 2 p.m. It's true. And, you know, um, there's a lot of listeners that could, each one could put a post on Craigslist rants and raves um, that would say pretty much the same thing, and you won't get flagged because there'll be so many of them. That is true. I like the cut of your jib, sir. We could, uh, you know, put some wanted uh, help wanted ads in the Oregonian. There could be uh, just a viral marketing put uh, right in the dust on the on an eighteen wheeler driving by. All right, my friend. Thank That'd you. Cool. Thank you so much. All right, we uh, okay. Good so day. this is this is all it's all very exciting. All right, before we move on, so Timmy Ryan, so I have an idea. Okay, now first, but first, re- retract your statement about Sarah and apologize about the punk band. Sorry. <laughs> wow! <laughs> damn! Wow! Damn! Sorry, you can poke the bear, don't shove the bear. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I did not mean to like. I wasn't implying anything about you. Okay. Jesus God! What? Is, it's only twelve twelve. We're 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 not even we're not even, we're not even halfway news story. not even halfway through the news hour. All right, let's just move forward. Okay, right. I'm let's, sorry, I did not mean move it like that. Jeez. All right, let's begin the news hour again. Can okay. you play the uh, news open again? All right, we're gonna we're gonna open Here's the news hour again. for the Thank Rick you. Emerson Show's new news hour only on AM nine seventy. The Talker. And now from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Ryan. I am no longer in the doghouse. By the way. 
It's weirding me out, too, that you're sitting so close to me and that you're not over in Tim's chair. You want to know why? Because this, this earphone thing, as a matter of fact, it just came out because I barely pulled on it. You know, Tim's it. works. Tim's, really? Tim's earphone box works. It's the best day ever. Hmm. Well, I'm already over here, so I don't want to leave Yeah, but you could be over there, and then it wouldn't be weirding I me out. I think you're kind of weirding Rick out. Okay, two things for the viral viral marketing campaign. Number one, put it on Is the... my microphone not on? Am I just speaking into a oh. void, into a vacuum? Do you want me to come over here? Here. Do, are you going to stand or sit? Stand. I'm sorry that everybody has to listen to this. Okay, stand. move that way. Do you just what not, is that? Do you not like Tim's microphone? I hate that because... It's we, actually, we, it's fixed now. It, it's fixed? The uh-huh. processing on that microphone is fantastic now. And Tim's and Tim's mic box, which is underneath his buttons, that works as well. <laughs> it's on. over there. It's right there. Love of Christ. All right. Was it a foam? Oh, Listen to how on. great that microphone sounds. Listen to the processing yeah, on that. It sounds really good because he has it cranked up all the way. Hold on. All right. There we go. All right. So two things I thought would be a good idea for the viral marketing. You ready? Yeah. Number one, put it on like the Craigslist uh, casual encounters. Have, like, a, have, have a, a casual, have a casual encounter, encounter with, with the Rick Emerson, Emerson show. show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that good. is fantastic. Okay. All right, hold on. And then right. number two, Excellent. remember the thing with the uh, the Joker and the, the phone and the cake? Yes. How about we have a radio and the cake? Hey, that's not a bad idea. The and, ra- and it's just like it's got like you know like Duracell batteries that are super. We charged. should totally get a transistor radio and put it in a cake. Put it in a cake, and then where would we even put it though? Where do you even uh, where do you even uh, put that cake? That's not for you to decide. What's in the cake? All right. I just came up with the idea. You go with it. No, and I and I mean, and for that last guy who called, I mean, for him to think I was like soft soaping his uh, like his suggestions. It's just I'm still trying to process it all because it's just it's such a big, cool, dumb, glorious, righteous idea. Mm-hmm. And we, have a, we have a good week and a half, which is. Good. And that's the thing is we got like nine days, uh, so you know nine work days is sort of be so we get, we get a lot of time to sort of be pondering it. All right, Jesus, God Almighty. Here's Timmy Ryan. All right, we have some DB Cooper news coming up here in a minute, but I'm going to taunt you with that. All is right. it going to be disappointing? No, actually, it's kind of interesting. Right. It might be might be another lead, All right. which would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah, we want to thank Mark the Brit for uh, for kind of bailing us out here today. Fantastic. He sent us a bunch of stories. All right, so uh, actually, Mark the Brit, the thank for this one. Baltimore police are trying to figure out who left an illegal pornographic image and drilled a hole between two stalls in a men's bathroom shared by the Tualatin Library in City Hall. Um, there was a bunch of porn found in the library bathroom. Uh, Captain... Brad King said employees reported finding the image on July 22nd. Due to the ongoing investigation, King could only say that the piece of print media was considered illegal pornography. I wonder what he's talking about. Wait, so this is where? So this is between the Tualatin what and the what? Okay, so it's at the bathroom that's shared by the Tualatin Library and City Hall. All right, and there was a hole drilled. Yeah, there's a hole drilled between two stalls. Oh, it's like a of... glory hole kind of a thing. You yeah. know, you know what's weird is I was watching The Simpsons a while back, and Homer Simpson said glory hole, which yeah. is the weirdest thing. Yeah. I mean, because he was talking about, I think it was on like a treehouse of horror, and it's where, I think it, it is that treehouse of horror where the dolphins rise up, um, the dolphins rise up against against the people of Springfield, and the dolphins take over the town. And then Homer has to rally all the residents of Springfield to sort of fight back against the Dolphins, and he does that thing. I remember that. It's it's like a it's like a it's like the Bill Pullman thing where he sort of goes, "People of Springfield," and he does that. We as citizens have come up with any number of things, blah blah blah, waffle irons, the glory hole, and I kind of went, "Wow!" And he's sort of like, pull back from your television just a bit. So, all right, well we'll look into it. Okay. 
Let's do some D.B. Cooper news. You really should have a D.B. Cooper watch theme song. Yeah, but see, but then it just... It's just depressing. But then it just it's just depressing because it's like, it is... D.B. Cooper is sort of... Let me put it this way. Uh, when, when I was a child, uh, there were any number of, of sort of mysteries or riddles or paradoxes or uh, things that I sort of... You know, that I sort of ruminated on or was a little obsessed with, you know, like the Loch Ness Monster. And, of course, you know, like with every passing year, unless you're a nutcase, you sort of leave more and more of those behind. But D.B. Cooper is sort of the last one of those things that I kind of cling to and obsess over. Like, I don't, you know, like a lot of people are sort of, you know, they're really into, the, like, the, 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 the riddle of the JFK assassination. Or they're into, like, the a, you know, or the or Sasquatch or anything like that. And I've kind of, you know, or Jack the Ripper. And I've sort of, you know, there's only so many hours of the day, so I've had this sort of... You know, well, I've had I've had to manage my obsessive times a little bit more. It. It's, it's, it's going to be cracked at some point. D.B. Cooper? Oh, yeah, I think so. Because here's the thing. Um, they haven't found the parachute. They haven't found the body. They haven't found any of that, which, in my opinion, and I've talked to other people, they think that he survived. He was really good at surviving, and he somehow, you know, a needle through a haystack or whatever, he, he, he survived it. I don't know. It's like we had that thing, I don't know, about two months ago or something, where they found a bunch of kids found that parachute, like, yeah. in the middle of a field. Uh, and then they came up and they said, well, it's not D.B. Cooper's parachute. But then the frustrating thing was, like, they never gave you any explanation as to why the parachute would have been there. Like, well, they see, never... Maybe, maybe it was, and they're just not telling the public the full, you know, the full story because... There you go, they're, they're sandbagging. Requi- yeah, they're not required to tell us everything. That is, they could be sandbagging it, so whoever the D.B. Cooper guy... That would actually make a lot of sense. If they think he's still alive, that they're sort of... that they Because they, there was a whole thing where the kids were playing in the field a couple months ago, and they find this big-ass parachute underground, and... And everybody kind of said, well, how would it possibly come to be buried in the middle of, like, a tractor field? There's just no way. And it was in a place where, like, the river would never have carried it there. And it wouldn't have been covered up just by the forces of nature or whatever. And so we thought, well, this is it. This has got to be it. It's D.B. Cooper's parachute. Now they just got to figure out, like, where to track him from there. And um, and they came out, like, two weeks later, like, no, it's, it's not D.B. Cooper's parachute. But as you pointed out, A, how would we know? We have only the government's word to go on. And the government has a long history of sort of, you know, just trying to throw a red herring or something. They never investigation. lie. They never lie. And then, and also because if they thought that they had a good lead on him, they would probably not announce that they had actually found his parachute. They wanted to lull him into a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. All right, so what is the D.B. Cooper? All right, so an attorney writing a book about the D.B. Cooper investigation claims the legendary hi- hijacker who vanished from the back of a passenger jet in 1971 survived and returned to his life as a college instructor in Ogden, Utah. Federal investigators are aware of the claim but are skeptical that the late William Gossett Pulled off the heist. FBI Special Agent Larry Carr says there's not one link between Gossett and Cooper, but attorney Galen Cook says he has submitted a fingerprint off um, of Gossett's to the FBI's Seattle field office and hopes it will confirm the theory. And to be honest with you, uh, the sketch of D.B. Cooper and this guy look goddamn identical. You want to check it out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, come check it out. I mean, this is this is pretty eerie. They look a lot alike. Oh wow, wow. that's unbelievable. Are you sure that's an unaltered photograph? That's unaltered. It comes from, uh, you know, I got it off uh, the coin website. No, they're, a, they're reliable. That's, that's yeah. eerie. Boy, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, I mean, seriously, if you were to, like, put that, that, pick that out of a lineup, I mean, that's absolutely, and plus, of course, you know, because I have this weird sort of Utah fetish, uh, I'm, I'm just fascinated by the idea that he might be living in Ogden, Utah, or lived in Ogden, Lived in Ogden, Utah. Utah, yeah. Well, see, but here's the thing is they've got, uh, uh, see, this is why we can't Maybe talk he was about, a good Mormon. We have to have... We have to have some sort of a, the rule, I think, where we can only talk about D.B. Cooper for like 10 minutes every six weeks. Mm. Because I just sort of ratchet myself up into just this frothing mad frenzy about it. Maybe that could be a new weekend show. D.B. Cooper <laughs> Rick screams about D.B. Cooper for 88 minutes. 
It'll be like when Charles Grodin used to just scream about O.J. Simpson. There's blood all over the Bronco. Um, but so let's get all of ourselves. Because here's the thing. They have DNA from D.B. Cooper. That's the thing. They have his DNA because he left a cigarette behind. So, I mean, it's not like it would be difficult to either prove or disprove. You go to the guy's house, say, hey, where? give me a hairbrush. Uh, he gives you the hairbrush. You swab the follicle or whatever it is you do. And then you, you, and then you match it against the cigarette. And it's either yes or no. All right. I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to I'm going to put that in the um, very cautiously optimistic folder inside right. my brain. To finish the story off, and this kind of almost kind of backs maybe up. It could be him. Cook notes that Gossett, that's the uh, the guy in question, had military experience, including wilderness survival and looked like the FBI composite, as we just saw. Yeah. Sketch of Cooper. So I hope they find out who did it. God damn it. That really is fantastic. That picture is just unreal. We, it is. We need to find out who did it. All right. Uh, because, it, because it just bugs me. That's the thing. Like, there are certain, I don't know, they, I have certain warring impulses about this kind of thing. Because part of me doesn't want to know because I appreciate the mystery. And, frankly, it's the only, uh, it's the only successful, unsolved skyjacking in American history. It's okay. the only one. This is something that maybe the uh, the Discovery Channel could do. You know, they have the Mythbusters. Maybe they can take on the Davy Cooper thing and, and see if it's even possible to jump out. That's survive, a good idea. Get out without anybody knowing and have kind of an escape. But that would be like an extreme Mythbusters sort of a well, thing. Well, somebody could do it now. I'm no. Sure, I'm, I, I'm sure they could do it. Because they typically just do stuff in lab settings, but they should actually... The, the Mythbusters guy should totally do like a Mythbusters movie. Right. Or something. I don't want to say pay-per-view, but like a movie where where they do sort of you know, like a big-budget myth. Because right. something like that would take a little bit of... So here's what they can do. They can have a dummy. They can have a dummy. Uh, send it out with a parachute, right? And they can track it. And then they can send people in. And then you track the dummy's exactly. body temperature. You make it like one of those recessiani things right. where it responds like a normal body. Would it be possible? What, 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 they sent out maybe even a few dummies. Would it be possible, you know, a, would it even be possible for the uh, the person to land... Uh, and not get tangled with the trees or die, you know, on impact or whatever. And if it was possible, then they send somebody from there to try to get out in the amount of time. That's that fantastic. Escape, see? That's a great I idea. Come up with good ideas every once in a while. No, it really is. Uh, we're going to have the Mythbusters guys uh, on the show sometime. Really? Well, they're coming to Portland, so later in the year we're going to do that. Are they doing a, a show? They're doing a whole thing at the Schnitzer, and then we're going to be – we gave away tickets to it, and I think we're going to do more. And we, we may or may not be doing something kind of with those guys. Not, not even huge, but oh, I mean I something – I'd love to meet them. Something low level. What do you uh, mean? Are we going to have them in studio maybe? Uh, I think so. That's, that's sort of the plan. Oh, um, that's so cool. Uh, there was a Mythbusters – God, just uh, all of this television to catch up on. I, I still haven't watched Mad Men because I was out with, you know, Joni and I were working on this thing last night, and I was out real late, and I got home at like 1130, and I'm just, I'm trying to be more responsible about trying to get to bed at a reasonable hour uh, just because I am such a nocturnal person, and it's so easy for me to stay up too late, and then in the morning I'm just, you know, just sort of dragging ass all the way to work. So I, so I got, I, like um, Adam? Uh, <laughs> yes, like that. You should go so, take a look at him right now. So I, so Is I. a little hungover? A little We'll bring we'll bring him in next time. He's illegally drunk. Uh, so we so I still haven't watched Mad Men, uh, the, the premiere of season two, and then MythBusters was doing like a marathon I think this weekend, and I tuned in just it's on my TV, so I'm not gonna watch it. But they were this weekend they were doing like a it was all um it was all Jaws it was an entire episode of Jaws myths which is like the best thing ever. When um, was this yesterday? It was on Saturday I think. Uh, Shark week. Let's see here. That's that's totally why. That's because we Shark Week. Well mm-hmm. well spotted. It, yeah, it is this week. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, I, I sort of a question that might amount to a dumb question about the whole D.B. Cooper thing. But yes, sir. I know he's still on the FBI wanted list, but isn't there a statute of, of uh, limitations on just, like, robbery? Um, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe because it's a federal crime, maybe not. And uh, So I, I'm just talking out of my ass, though. I don't really know. Um, 
I mean, I know that there are statutes of limitations, but it's entirely possible that there are certain federal crimes for which there is no statute. Um, you know, I, but that being said, I don't really know. That's a good question. Somebody, there'll be some law guy who who knows, but maybe it's because he crossed state lines. He hijacked, he hijacked a plane, which I think is a federal offense. It is a federal so offense, and there's no. I don't think there's any statute of limitations when it comes to federal offenses. That oh, high. oh, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, sir. Here's the other reason for that. Uh, because here's a little here's a little uh, criminology quiz for you. Um, in, in the United States, wh- what is the what is the last ditch default way to nail a guy who's a criminal if you can't do it any other way, caller? Tax evasion. There you go. There you go. And I hate to just I hate I'm sorry I just called you caller. That's like a bad that's like a douche talk radio thing. But I didn't want Timmy to jump in and answer it. Uh, so um, yeah, so tax evasion, which is how they got um, which is how they got Al Capone. Al Capone. Right. So that's the thing. So if Cooper stole what is it like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars something yeah. like that. Uh, obviously, that's undeclared income, and that's a federal offense, and the, the government takes that sort of thing rather seriously. So they could totally uh, screw that guy on that. Well, I hope he he's, he's never caught. All right. Thank you, my friend. Let me ask All you this. Right. If you had your choice, A, caught, B, never caught, C, uh, dead but but identified, therefore sort of got away with it. Um, actually, here is what I would, I would want to happen. A, a foolproof DNA conclusive deathbed confession. So, like, right right before he dies, goes, and I did it. Screw you. <clears throat> well, I, I did it, but then a detailed dossier of how he got away with it. Okay, that's, and then, but, okay. Maybe it's in a safety deposit box somewhere. That's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, that's why, I know I sound like a five-year-old, but that's why I can't think about it too much, because then I start to imagine in my head, because I have uh, what my shrink would call an overdeveloped sense of fancy, um, th- that I start to imagine a full, detailed, notarized DNA confession sitting in like a Washington Mutual safe deposit box somewhere to be opened under the event of that guy's death, and then I and then I start thinking, and then I just start to vibrate, and I can't sleep. So, all right, thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, thank you. It, uh, it could be sitting in, you know, sitting there right now, right now, waiting to be opened. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hey, hey, Rick. This is Randy in Vegas. Hello, Randy in Vegas. I, What's up, brother man? I just got screened. <laughs> I, I've never I've called your show like 20 times. I've never actually been screened. Uh, it's because Richie's not here today, so there's actual screening happening. It's a little, <laughs> it's like, it's a little like, paradox like, that uh, is unique to this program. Usually I'm, they don't even ask my name. They're just like, <laughs> Does he really you know, sing the baby elephant walk to you when you pick so, up the phone? Yeah. So I, I had to you know, say, uh, well, I want to call about the, the earthquake. Yeah, yeah, I guess there was just an earthquake in California. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like 5-5. Five, five. But actually, actually, I wanted to say that... Maybe we should call uh, Jim Roop directly and see if he's talking uh, about that. I don't know if you'd be able to get him there. But I would say that... that uh, Sarah, I'm uh, particularly enjoying the uh, stream today, the live stream. Uh, the stream was a little bit saucy earlier. Yeah. I, a little, I, bit, I, little bit extra spice added to uh, today's stream. I have an application, and I record it directly off the air every day, just in the event of these wonderful things happening. That's so great. Thanks. I, I, Thanks so much. I, <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, but that's... Uh, that's the extent of my call. All right, thank you. Uh, you kind of turned into it. you turned into Jeff Goldblum there at the end of that call. I, I best show ever. It's all right, thank you. Ever. All right, bye. Let's all. Can we just take a moment? Seems like things are happening very quickly today. Let's give each other a big hug. You stay on your own side of the room, friend. Uh, all right, just gonna take a moment. We used to have that moment of Zen music. I don't know where it went to. Is that the haiku music? It wasn't the haiku music. It was that. It was that. Um, it was Crockett's theme from Miami Vice, and that was our moment of zen. What if I just sing? No. No. You. C- Thank you. 
I feel like I'm getting a massage right now. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, breaking news. Don't I get a sound? I don't have it. We lost the breaking news center. I don't have it. Can we make one up? There you go. <laughs> okay. Yep. Indeed, there's a strong earthquake. A magnitude 5.4 earthquake has struck just east of L.A. That, according to the U.S. Ge- uh, Geological Survey, the quake's epicenter was about two miles southwest of Chino Hills and about five miles south of Diamond Bar, that according to the organization. So this is five. Is there a damage? Uh, the, the, the casualties? Anything? Do we know? Not nothing yet. All right. So we'll. Well, I mean, a, a five point four isn't really big for Southern California. That's that's not really on their. Um, I suppose not. I mean, things are sort of reinforced, but you just man, it's like you never know. It's like they always there's. It's that sort of horrible thing where where you, you you never really find out that a building had some bizarre flaw in the in in the in the architecture or in the design until an earthquake like this happens and they go and that that's we always hear the story like what architects didn't know but then later realized was that the you know whatever so all right well we'll we'll check in later and see if there's uh if there's any where was there. it centered uh kind of near la oh that's where kiki lives now is that where did she move to? I thought she I thought she was dividing her time back and forth. No, like a, probably like a month or two months ago. Well, month that's ago. incredible. You tell her Rick Emerson says hi. I will. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, a five point four hits Oregon. That's huge. But down there, it's like ah, it's just a five. No big deal. I remember being actually just in the in the time that I did live in California, and I in it was weird because I was sort of like in a perverse way, you really love those earthquakes because then you have like your California earthquake story. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because then you can be that guy who is sort of like deliberately nonchalant about it, sort of like, well, it's 5.3. And then and then if you live there long enough, you can become the guy who, A, is nonchalant and B, references the earlier thing that was a lot worse. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 5.3. You should have been been here back in 92. That was an earthquake. Let it's me like tell a you. band in their earlier stuff. So exactly. No, no, no. I got their Indy 7 inch. That's really when they were good. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. You know, Rick, you should partake of the D.B. Cooper Festival up in uh, up by Merwin Dam in Washington the Somebody, Friday after Thanksgiving. Is it this Friday? No, it's the Friday after Thanksgiving every year. Because that's when it happened. D.B. Cooper Festival. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I uh, I think maybe somebody mentioned that to me and it sort of fell out of my brain at one point. Where Where is that even at? It's called the Ariel Store and Tavern, Ariel, Washington. It's up um, at the, like you go up to Merwin Dam on 503 Woodland Exit. Mm-hmm. Um, in Washington, off I-5. All right. So the D.B. So, Cooper Festival, Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, every year. Well, you know every what? Hey, year. and I think I think my wife is going to be gone. I think she'll still be in the freaking Machu Picchu Trail thing. How, how long is she so, going for? Like two weeks, they, two and a half weeks. Wow. Like that. Well, she's going to twenty. They hang a mannequin with the sunglasses and the uh, you know with a parachute hanging from the trees, wearing the flight suit and such. That's fantastic. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm making a mental note right now. Yeah. Hey, that, your eight eight oh eight thing. Yeah. Not 90 seconds, but 88 seconds. Ah, there you go. Okay. 88 seconds of that, uh, whatever. That day, like, top eight songs from 1988. There you go. Eight songs from 1988 and the 88-second address on 888. And, and then you do something on the eighth. All right. Now, I think now we're overtaxing the, the program. And uh, actually, I'm getting married on 8808, and uh, the plan is to have the guy say, I now pronounce you man or wife at 8 o'clock. Oh, well, congratulations. Awesome. That doesn't, that never works out, uh, by the way. Not the well, marriage we'll thing. I mean, the timing thing. Because... <laughs> <laughs> because on hot, because remember, like Hawthorne, on horns across the Hawthorne, we were turning to like six oh six. We were supposed to pretend like six, it was at six. I mean, it was like I think it ended up being like six twelve or something. So, but we were just like eh, it's six oh six. Like we sort of willed it into uh, into that. But uh, all right, well, congratulations in advance, my friend. Thank you. Well, the, the intent is there for the timing. No, thank you, sir. Thanks. All right, there you go. So, are we going to do it live, or are we going to like 
do some fun like recording beforehand. I think we should do it live. That's okay. the that's the sort of thrill, right? And we get the uh, you know you get that you get that Independence Day uh, the music or whatever rolling underneath, and then we'll do a little uh, we'll we'll talk to Matt. We'll something like a little like reverb going, and then all day long next Friday eight at eight leading up to two o'clock. We'll just be reminding people, like, hey, uh, find a radio, turn it to the station, turn it up in your car, wherever you're at, your place of business, on the stream, wherever. And then we, and then at 2 o'clock, we just, you know, we roll the, uh, you know, whatever that Independence Day music is. I can't even really sing it because I only can hear it with the Bill Pullman thing. Uh, but then it's, you know, people of Portland, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then, we, uh, and then we have some grand, Listen glorious thing. This. Aircraft from here will join others from around. Right there. Yep. So there you go. So that's no, it's it's fantastic. It's wonderful this idea. Uh, I have traffic news. Is it interesting? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting if you're on Highway 217 right now. All right, go ahead. All right, Highway 217, uh, southbound, one mile south of Highway 26. One lane is closed due to a crash. All right. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, what do we want? Earthquake, DB Cooper, or 888? Let's go, DB Cooper. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? So a few days ago, uh, I found a link to an AP story that was the same one, but in the AP's version, he had, in fact, confessed it to the person who is coming forward now and even referenced, I want to say, uh, safety deposit boxes in other, you know, you had kind of called it as I had read it. So I'm wondering, you know, his, if his version had omitted that part of it or if it was just cut out altogether. Wait, hold on. I, I'm, I'm unclear. Start, start at the beginning, please. Okay. The... Um, the D.B. Cooper version, uh, the D.B. Cooper story that Timmy read, Yes. the version I read did, in fact, have a confession, and that's why he is coming forward now. He said that the man who had passed away was, was, was supposed to tell the story after he died and reference out-of-country safety deposit boxes where the money was kept. Really? That's not what yeah. I read. All right, well, oh. see, now we have conflicting. All right, see, now I'm going to have to go like Okay, now we'll have to go look it up because now there's sort of conflicting versions of this. All right, I can't let myself get too excited about it right now. All right, exa- okay, thank you, my friend. Later. All right, thank you. Uh, let's see, what else are we doing here? Uh, Rick, the California earthquake was centered in the town in where I, which I grew up, which is Chino. I remember in high school there was a big earthquake while I was in school. I looked over the football soccer field and the ground was literally rolling like waves in the ocean. It was so completely unsettling to see the ground move like a flag waving in the wind. There were several earthquakes that happened when I was growing up. Sounds like a locomotive in the distance careening toward you. Then everything shakes, and then you hear it. Uh, then you hear it leave. It's creepy uh, and fascinating. So we'll have more on that as we sort of d- d- find out more about it. And we're not uh, clear right now if there were any sort of injuries or any any whatever. But we will, you know, we'll, we'll be we'll be reporting on that as sort of news comes in. Let's take a break. Back after this, more of Timmy Ryan around the corner. Um, Later on, we'll have uh, Steve Kastam. I'm reporting live from Havana, Cuba. Nina Parker from TMZ.com. Ron Dante, the top five and more. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Well, then, how's everybody doing today? Fantastic. Fabulous. Yeehaw! Don't, don't say yeehaw. Yeehaw! Please don't. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. Uh, so here we go. a listener in California. Rick, as of now, I haven't heard of injuries or fatalities. Some structural damage, but it sounds minimal. At first, they said 5.7, now 5.4. Um, he says, I was here. I can definitely tell you it was a decent-sized earthquake, the strongest I've felt since 99. 
Uh, let's see. Um, cell service. Oh, he said this sucks. He says apparently cell service is down here, though. He says I'm in southeastern OC, and the epicenter was in Chino Hills, which is not that far from me. Um, he says, uh, even if you grow up in earthquake country and are used to them, they never fail to unnerve you. I'm seriously contemplating sleeping in the car tonight. Ha ha. So that is Aaron in Orange County, uh, listening to us online. So cell service down, some structural damage. Didn't, didn't know if there's any injuries or not. So we'll get, uh, details on that as we, uh, progress. This is Tim Ryan. I don't get the sounder? No, you only get the sounder when the news, the new news, when the news segment begins. Okay, there we go. Uh, singer uh, Amy Winehouse, released from the hospital. Why? Well, they never even... Now, do they say why? Because last night she was in the hospital, and then like 12 hours later, they still hadn't said for what reason. Who knows? She's I, crazy. I think it was she was given the wrong... They're saying that she was given the wrong medication. At least that's what her talking head is. Given the wrong medication by her right hand. Somebody... Yeah, Dr. Kevorkian gave her the wrong I mean, medication, that's like, unfortunately, and she's still living. Doesn't it seem like of all... Doesn't it seem like there would be a series of red flags next to her name in the hospital files to make sure that you don't give her the wrong drug at this point? You know, I, you know what's freaky? She's 24. Yeah. It, she looks like she's like 44. She does. I mean, she's like Lindsay Lohan, where she's just aging and dying. She's going to die. I mean, yeah. she's, she's really talented, but she's going to die. It's Which is unfortunate. I mean, it's, uh, you know... And How it, will Amy Winehouse die? Well, I mean, it seems likely those fine. I'm my OD. my estimate. Yeah, this would be my opinion. Just find her with a needle in her arm somewhere. I mean, that seems likely. True. Probably yeah. not. It probably won't be anything more dramatic than that. It'll probably just be. And maybe, and maybe this is a mark of getting old uh, that I start to say things like this. But it'll just be like another pointless, uh, you know, dr- drug overdose on the behalf of, of you know, of a singer or a musician. Time to say sayonara. What were you doing just there? Hmm. Oh, that song. What is that song? Uh, it's time to say sayonara. That yeah. was from the Mash movie. I haven't seen the MASH movie for years. It's time to say sayonara. Yeah. yeah. All I, the only thing I remember, the, all I can remember about the MASH movie at this point is... Hot Lips? Well, there's that, and then there's that great, there's the great uh, Suicide is Painless sequence right in the middle. Yes. So, you know, Robert Altman never watched the MASH TV series. Really? Never, not once, never oh, watched yeah. it. I mean, they're two different animals, clearly, but Altman was like, I never watched it. So, like Ken Kesey never saw the uh, Cuckoo's Nest movie. Was it Radar, the only one from the original, too? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he didn't last all the way to the end. Uh, so, Gary Berghoff as Radar was in the movie, and then through the series up to, like, season seven, eight, yeah. something like that. Uh, and then the only people who were with the series all the way through were Loretta Swit, Alan Alda, and I believe Jamie Farr. I think Jamie Farr was in the entire run of the series. But I could be wrong about that. I realize now no one cares what we're talking about. Here's no. Tim Ryan. Okay. I'll continue on with Amy Winehouse. Uh, Trouble pop star Amy Winehouse spent the night in a London hospital after suffering a reaction to a medication she was taking at home Monday night. Um, Tracy Miller, that's her spokesman, said, uh, would not say what the medication was involved. A statement from University College Hospital says Winehouse had been kept in Overnight for observation, she had an uncomfortable night and was released Tuesday morning. So there you go. Uh, by the way, I'm not saying that this is the case, but somebody says, Rick, I, I looked at the D.B. Cooper photos at coin.com. Uh, says, I'm no expert, but I have no doubt whatsoever the suspect photo, this is not the uh, composite sketch, but the suspect photo, this person, again, this is just the, uh, the claim of a listener. I'm not saying this is true. This is a listener's opinion. Says This listener says, I have no doubt whatsoever the suspect photo is photoshopped. If you look closely, you can see the white patch in the lower left corner of the picture where his right shoulder would be, exactly the same as the composite sketch. Also, I see a lot of raggedness near the neckline. At the very least, the suspect's head and neck were cut and pasted onto the composite sketch's suit. This makes me doubt everything. Sorry. So that's, uh, I'm not saying that's true. That is the opinion of the uh, listener that the photo 
of the suspect has been photoshopped. I noticed that, too. It's the exact same suit, exact same shoulders. It's like, it can't be that accurate. It is sort of weird to think, and I know this makes me sound like Fox Mulder, but it is sort of strange that we now have officially entered a period of... That phrase, you know, I saw it with my own eyes, just re- it really means nothing. They're, they're, they're now, Really, the fact that you saw something and or heard something no longer carries any sort of weight. It, it means is, Jack. It does. I mean, it's like in a post-wag-the-dog society, uh, the fact that you that you saw something, as John Fogarty said, on TV, uh, doesn't, really, doesn't really mean a whole, a whole lot of anything. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey. Uh, you know, first thing on, on the uh, the whole D.B. Cooper thing, yes, sir. One, one thing you're failing to uh, recall or, or, or think about on this is that uh, where is it located? It's up near Merwin Dam or something in Woodland, which would mean that you actually that was very similar in magnitude uh, to this one. And I was driving on the way to school. It went off, and what I felt was basically the the steering wheel felt a little funky, a little little jerky. You know, like someone was messing with it a little bit, and that mm-hmm. was it. And so uh, the the last emailer, I think his name was Aaron, was. Uh, saying how unnerving these earthquakes are, <laughs> the guy needs to grow a backbone because they're really a big yawn. Uh, the, and as uh, as to the possible injuries, yeah, maybe if you're you know biting on your fingernails, you might accidentally take a little bit too much off. Well, here's you know? in my experience, again, I'm not the, the, you know, maybe I'm not as manly as some. It, my whole thing about the earthquake is just any earthquake is the. It's the total sensation, depending on how strong it is, of lack of control. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is, it, it's just the idea of the ground moving underneath you and you can't stop it is, in yeah, my opinion, weird. very unsettling, just because it's it weird. seems unnatural. That one guy who's, I think he was uh, talking about, he was maybe in a football field or something mm-hmm. like that, and he said the, uh, the no, ground rolled. Right. I actually experienced another earthquake again in high school, sitting, is about 11 o'clock at night, I'm sitting with my on the floor with my back against the sofa watching TV, and literally that happened to me where the earthquake rolled through the house and I went up and down. Oh, wow! And then and then the next morning I go out and the entire backyard is flooded with water because about a foot or two uh, of water got sloshed out yeah. of the swimming pool. Oh, that's so, freaky. It's weird, but it's seriously they're nothing. It's 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 not until you hit like seven that you're like, oh crap. Yeah, beyond that, you sleep right through it. It's, you get used to it. Uh, I don't. I don't understand the, especially the natives of California who you know are still scared by just, it. Just say it, sir. They're weak. They are indeed weak. <laughs> okay. hey, no, no fat chicks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I know. All right. There you go. People are weird. <sighs> really, I love this audience. Uh, it's Timmy Ryan. Hello. I know something that would lighten the mood. How about for a good old penis watch? Here's your penis watch for, uh, wait, what did, what, well, wait, hold on, let me see, let me see if we did this yesterday, because we had a duplicate. Really? Hold on, let me see if we did this yesterday. Oh, no, 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 we did this one yesterday. You did? I think we you did this one to... yesterday. That, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, so what about the corpse watch? Did you do this too? Uh, I don't think so. I think the rest of the watches we have not done. All right, here's your corpse watch, uh, for, uh, Tuesday in the Rick Emerson Show. Sorry about that. I'm digging up there's always next hour. I really like Randy Travis. By the way. I was just gonna say, uh, this you is. You guys are two seasons apart. Get out of my head! <laughs>
Uh, I was actually just going to say, so our Corpse Watch theme is Digging Up Bones by Randy Travis. Great song. Um, I actually, it's on my MP3 player and just I have this, I have this uh, mix of, it's a mix of 500 country songs and they just rotate. Uh, and that's one of them. And it really is just a, it's, uh, and it's just called, it's just called like Rick's 500 Greatest Country Songs of All Time or something. It's just like 500 country songs that I put together. Uh, and that is a truly great song. It really is. It's just, it's just great. And the production is just so, it has that great dry, bare bones sound to it. And it's very little actual production on that song. It doesn't sound, you know what I mean? It's very, very basic, and it has that spacious sort of roomy sound to it. It sounds like it was done in one take, like on, yeah. on, on tape. Of yeah. course it was done on tape. In a big then. wooden room. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like all tracked out, because here's the thing with music nowadays. I mean, everything's tracked out, and you can hear it, yeah. how, how things are just too perfect. Yeah. You know, they're not naturally. Well, there's right. no organic. Uh, nah, see, now we're just turning uh, into old people. See, but here's the thing is, like, you're not even, you're not even 30. And you sound like an old guy. Get off my lawn. Seriously, that's the, the kids today with your pro tools and your pitch shifting. I can't wait till I'm 40 and I'm just sitting on my, you know, my... Uh... Ass. No, <laughs> sitting on my ass, you know, in, in front of my house just with a bottle of whiskey waving a cane at kids. It's going to be a great time. Let me just... But when we close this out room, I'm going to make another observation about country music and about uh, that song and so forth. All right, here's your corpse watch. All right. For more than seven years, Diane and John Simic Jr., made regular trips to their elderly mother's modest wood frame house overlooking Lake Bessick in Middlefield. Whatever the hell that is. That is New Jersey, I believe. Oh, really? That's my home, near my hometown. All right. Uh, the two would visit mostly after dark, entering the ramshackle house through a ground-level door next to the garage. It gets better. Dun-dun-dun. But they never told a soul their secret. Let me repeat that again. That sucked. But they never told a soul about their visits or their secret. Their mother, Anne Simonek, had died in late 1899. 19... 19... God damn it, today sucks. Late 1999 or at the start of 2000, and they had left her corpse rotting on the living room floor. How hard is it to pick up the phone? How hard is it to call somebody to come uh, clean that out? How would a dead body look after eight years? I think if you keep reading, uh, Timmy Ryan, it'll reveal that. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, have you read this? I only I read a choice phrase from the story at the oh. beginning of yesterday's All show. All right, here we go. Most neighbors thought that she had moved away and that the house was abandoned. They were shocked to learn on June 6, 2007, that what had been the uh, Simic family's house had become Anne Simic's tomb. Oh, Jesus. What state police have been able to piece together about Ansemic's death, so to speak, and how her mummified remains came to rest on the floor at 15 Lakeshore Drive in Middlefield, so if you live in Jersey, go check it out, uh, is contained in a nearly 100-page state police case file released recently at the current's request. The file details a series of police interviews with Diane uh, Semenek and John Semenek uh, spoke freely about their biannual pill in the group... Pilgrimage? Pilgrimages to the house where they grew up, even st uh, about stepping over their mother's insect-infested remains. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that the worst phrase you've ever heard? <laughs> I mean, those are the worst kids ever. I mean, look, here's the thing. So she had a heart. How did she die? I don't really know, but the, the, clearly they left her. And let me just, can I just say this? That I buckled down and went to Kennewick last week because I felt bad about not calling my mom often enough. I mean, Jesus, the idea that... I don't know, Mom. I don't know. Mom's covered in weevils. Should we do something about that? No, I don't know. Let's, let's go watch TV. I don't need glasses, but I'm going to get a special pair of glasses for when I fell in here so I can see this newsprint. This thing is like 
0.02. You really are becoming old because that's the, I mean, that's the same thing that we all say. This bridge is so tiny. This light is so dark. It doesn't help, by the way, that you're shrouded in darkness over there I'm sitting shrouded in, the in darkness. The, the, the print is really small. And when the print's big, you can kind of read ahead. But what is the key phrase from the story? Oh, um. One uh, more time for the lunch hour. Okay. Diane Simic and uh, John Simic spoke freely about their biannual pilgrimage. pilgrimages to the house where they grew up. Even about stepping over their mother's insect-infested remains. The Rick Emerson Show. There's your corpse watch. It's a long way to go to one sentence. I'm not mad. That sentence is pretty worth it. Let me rest my eyes for a minute. I need an eye Or at least you can lick my eyeballs. I need an eye massage. Huh. No, that hurts my eyeballs. We should have Shelly come in to massage your eyeballs. Probably would. With a knife. Um, should we have Shelly come in? Uh, it seems like that might end badly. Yeah, we, maybe we better should, on the phone. Maybe we should start, maybe we should, you know, just sort of boil I, that frog slowly by I, having I need her to come down here and bring me some stuff because I forgot it. So uh, Now, like, all your stuff is back in her place? Most of it that we can find. All right, most of it. Or is, is the stuff that wasn't so irretrievably broken? Night? Did I stay there last night? Yeah. Yes. Well, I told you, uh, Kristen came over, uh, and uh, Shelly made this beer, which I'm going to give you a cup of bottle, Sarah. Cool. Um, and uh, I sat there and drank Shelly's beer, which oh, made it. Oh, no, let me understand this. Shelly, who by, and this is your telling of the story, by the way, I don't know if this is true. Shelly, who by your account can't handle her alcohol, got really drunk the other night, tried to, evict you, tried to evict you from her home and threw all your possessions onto the lawn at like 2 in the morning, now, in fact, also just makes her own alcohol at home. No, she makes beer, but see, beer does not affect her the same way that hard alcohol does. I mean, I think I, I can personally attest that. Is that just because she doesn't drink enough? No, if I drink beer, I never get irate, but I, that's why I stay away from the really, really hard stuff or drinking a lot of it because. It's like I, my wife and tequila. Yeah, I will just become an obnoxious ass and try to start fights with everybody. So there you go. It's, so, um, so it's if, almost hard to imagine that If I that get happens. to do the, uh, the Christmas show next year, I'm just going to drink a lot of whiskey. That's great. All right, that's, for... that's wonderful. Hey, here's a, just a brief country music note on yes. KCMD Portland. Uh, so we were talking about uh, Randy Travis. You know, a great sort of, I won't say he's lost, because I mean, I guess people maybe still remember him, but is sort of an underappreciated country singer is Mark Chestnut. Mark Chestnut's great. Mark Chestnut is great. You know, I was driving along the other day, and that song Brother Jukebox came yeah. out. Brother Jukebox is like one of the all-time great country songs. I mean, just an instant, That's, a, that's as they used to say, that's a stone classic. Well, uh, a, a, lot of those, uh, a lot of those... Stars that came to, you know, prominence in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. To what? I, it's my, I said prominence. Prominence. I know, prominence. You're I, turning into Scotty. Jesus. What did I, what did I just say? Permanence. Per, what, I don't even know what I said. Anyway, people who came to fame in the late 80s slash early 90s in country music, they really don't have a career anymore. Well, because they all got Unless swept. They, kids. they got swept away by the by the big boot of Garth. I mean, that's the thing. And, but Billy Ray is still around. That's well, true. That's because of his daughter. That is because of his daughter. Mm -hmm. But you know, here's and if, if he we, is the worst actor I've ever seen. Have you ever seen? Yeah, yeah I only I saw him in that made for. Have you seen that Lifetime movie he made, the Sum Gave All movie? No. I think there's a movie because he had this. Uh, is it the horse one? I gotta. They're all horse ones. I, I do. Uh, I have to stop and get more visa here in a second. But I have to say that. Uh, so Billy Ray Cyrus, his breakthrough record, which is called "Some Gave All," which is the one that had uh, Icky Breaky Heart. Not a bad album. album. Not a bad album at all. And you know, and I've talked before about how I think he gets sort of a bum rap, in that it's not like he's the greatest guy ever. But there's, there's, there's nothing. Let me put it this way. There's a lot of music that's good. There's a lot of music that's bad. There's nothing. If you don't like Billy Ray Cyrus specifically, I'll say that there's nothing wrong with him that's not also wrong with a lot of music that's still popular. 
Uh, and you know what? And it's perfectly serviceable, sort of rock-edged country in many ways. Uh, there's nothing. I mean, Achy Breaky Heart" is a perfectly fine song. There's nothing. I mean, it's not like a masterpiece, but there's there's like there's nothing inherently wrong with Achy Breaky Heart." It's just that about every seven years we need somebody just to sort of you know make an object of ridicule, and it was just his turn. Like the wheel just landed on him. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, I was a, I was a DJ at a country bar a few years back, right, making some extra cash. Like a, like playing music. Yeah, play, yeah. playing music at, a, at at this country bar, and they fed me liquor and a hundred bucks a night. It was great. Um, so, and I would play all you know all the country tunes, and I swear to God, every single time I'd be like, ah, well. Achy breaky hard time, the place would go nuts. Mm-hmm. So it's like that one song that everybody hated back then, but now right. it's all of a sudden cool again. Well, there's the bell curve where you like it, then you hate it, then it becomes you know sort of. Uh, now I think. And then Snoop Dogg samples it at some point. I think this is. Okay, now, I think this is a thing that I came up with. Hmm. I don't think I stole this observation. You steal everything from other people. I might have stolen it from Joni. <laughs> uh, well, I think actually it was Joni who said that... that well, it, you guys that, come up with a lot of ideas together. It, and, yeah, and she was noting that iconic things go through four phases. The uh, popular, uh, unpopular, kitschy, classic. That's the thing. Like, the Bee Gees are that way. Yeah. Uh, where the Bee Gees were really popular. Then they were laughing stocks for a while for, like, no real reason. Then they were sort of, like, ironically, like, oh, listen, I'm going to play the Bee Gees. Wah, wah, wah. I cannot tell you how much disdain I have for the Bee Gees. Yeah, but, I love the Bee Gees. But, but see, now... The Bee Gees are fantastic. But see, now the Bee Gees, I mean, for those... I mean, this is not everybody has to like it, but the Bee Gees are now recognized as being an important part of musical history and good songwriters. They were brilliant. Uh, you know, mm. it's, uh, so that, bow, bow, that, bow, that, bow. Sort of, that sort of happens to, to everything, uh, you know, where it's popular, and if it's exceptionally popular, then it falls into disfavor. Then it's liked in a sort of retro camp fashion, then it becomes acknowledged as classic. Here's another uh, example of that is Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton was, was, you know, really popular. Then people thought she was corny. Then people sort of liked her because... I they liked her, and I think camp probably is the best word for her because she looks like a drag queen, and she's so garish and over the top. They liked her sort of kitchily, and now we've all kind of come around to go, you know what? Dolly Parton's pretty freaking fantastic. She's awesome. She is. I, she's great. No, she's, I love she's, Dolly Parton. She's wonderful. I, mean, I she's, still do her, too. Oh, me too, absolutely. Oh, so many people would. Oh, she yeah. looks good. Yeah. I mean, she's taking care of herself. I, I won't say it. I, I'm, I'm Thank not, you. I'm actually censoring myself. Thank you for pulling back just now. <laughs> the Rick Emerson Show appreciates that. Our, gonna, our gonna, delay appreciates that. I was going to tell you uh, what song I would sing while I was doing her, because it's one of her um, hits. Here's the thing. Now you need to stop. Now you need to stop I'm, and I'm pretty not sure you can say think. that thing. I'm pretty sure you can think about what song that is, too. You know, I'm not really going to worry about it. Uh, and so forth. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, you are listening to KCMD Portland. Uh, coming up later on today, uh, we will have Steve Kastenbaum, about 15 minutes, joining us from uh, Cuba. Nina Parker from TMZ at 140. Top five songs, a douchebag guy is always guaranteed to play in the jukebox, as assembled by Timmy Ryan. I'm hoping TMZ is still going on because uh, the woman who earthquake. Her, yeah, she was just like, girl, we just had an earthquake. Oh, and that's right. Their cell phones are going to be down, too. And, yeah. and plus, they're probably all busy trying to check on people they know. And Okay, well, you know what? If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And announce about something. Uh, Timmy Ryan announcement coming up later on, and Ron Dante will be joining us, plus more of your phone calls. Here's Timmy Ryan. All right. Uh, this is something I'm happy about, because I hate these kids. Uh, email and got to be made illegal in Russia. The Russian government is in the process of drafting a law to make emo and goth music illegal. I want to move over there. Um, last month, a parliamentary committee was convened to discuss a draft proposal of the Russian government's government strategy in the Spear of Spiritual and Ethical Education Bill, the details of which were leaked to the Moscow Times. The newspaper subsequently reported that, among other things, the draft bill dubbed the musical movements a dangerous teen trend 
being called for emo and goth websites to be regulated and young people dressing like emos or goths to be banned from entering schools and government buildings. Emo chicks are hot, but that's, I don't like I don't like emo music. I was just going to say that's the thing. It's like the, the the really unfortunate part about that is it's going to be the man uh, the banning of goth girls. And I would imagine, although I don't really have any evidence to back this up, but I'm just speculating here that as hot as goth girls typically are, they're probably a hot Russian chick. As a goth girl is like ten times higher. Yeah, that's There's... ridiculous. I, I think that everyone should be able to express, you know, express themselves. If they like goth music, more power to them. You Good know? for you, Sarah Dillon. Uh... Those pants covered in like you know billions of zippers and yeah, like. Yeah, I think they should be taken out. It's beaten. Great. Well, here's the the only thing about it is to me, is this because you were a little goth boy? No, hell no. I was never a goth. Boy. I here's can the totally thing. See him can we? St- I was just gonna say, let's stop for a second, and I'm just gonna say, I was. Exe- he was. He was covered in zippers. No, but no, I wasn't. But even if he wasn't, don't you think that Timmy would make an exceptional goth kid? Why? I don't have that. Wow, I can totally see it. Like sickly. I can. I don't look sickly. I look healthy. (laughs) I ran ten miles the other day. God damn it. Why do you always go back to the 10 miles? Okay, can running? you, you know run, can is? you run 10 miles? Yes. You, you know, could run 10 miles. I bike like no, 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 no. Can, can you can you run 10 miles? You know what you I'm are? Sure you're like it. you're like a Timmy Ryan C and say. I challenge you. Where it's like you pull you pull the, the cord on the C and say and you just kind of and you say a series of pre-programmed phrases. One of them is I'm the healthiest person here. I I'm a vegan. I run 10 I'm miles a, a day. You're going to die. You eat meat. Here's the deal. My music taste is the only thing that I know Dick Dale. I haven't mentioned anything about Dickie in a while. I don't know what the hell you're I'm a musician. Can I sing it? I bang, I bang chicks left and right. All right. And then of course, and then of course the thing, that, and then just the I'm Timmy Ryan. There you go. That's Whatever. It. So right. here's the thing, sir. I challenge you. If you can run ten miles, if I, you can match me. If you can match me, I will take you out drinking. You can buy, you drink whatever. Jimmy, you I don't want. want to go out drinking with you. <laughs> I see you out. <laughs> I like how the prize is something you couldn't possibly want. No, congratulations, I lose. The prize. <laughs> <laughs> the prize is I will set you on fire. Uh. <laughs> well, they're pros. I just wow. already heard back from TMZ. She's like, we're all back on schedule and all good right. to go. Fantastic. I don't want to work there. Jesus. Um, all right. Let's to do... me, I want, I'm glad that you are keeping yourself No, no. Healthy. You said, you said... totally could, would make a, like a kid named like, like Raven Rose or something. Maybe we could do an event where we pace Timmy Ryan in the AM 970, the talker car, and see how far he can run. That's a great idea. He can run all around Portland and we'll sort of like, him. Sort of like the Rick Emerson Show meets the long walk. It's his own Timmy Ryan marathon. That is a great idea. And we're just going to get behind you on the road, and we're just going to drive behind you, until, and, and, we'll, and we'll see when you hit. That's it. We're totally doing that. That's not even a thing you have any say in, Timmy. That's, that's a thing you are doing because that. Because he runs 10 Hold miles, on. you know, every let's, other day. It can be pretty easy for him. Let's just let's see, what's, let's see what some outside folks think about this. Hey, Adam, what do you think about us following Timmy Ryan in the vehicle and seeing if he can run 10 miles? All right, excellent. But he runs 10 miles all the time. I can probably... But hold on. But he's the healthiest person here, Adam. (laughs) He's vegan. Number one, that's not true. Number two, no one has ever witnessed one of these long runs. (laughs) (laughs) Not until until next week. All right, excellent. That's genius. That's a big lead up to 8808. I can probably go about 16 miles. I I can run up to about 22. What are you doing 16 16 miles? You just... (laughs) I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Liar. I don't even know what that is. All right. Adam, Adam, can't even, Adam can't even tie his shoelaces without running out of breath because he's so out of shape. See, now you're just projecting. He's hungover. No, I'm serious. Bring you're him deflecting. In here. You said him. you were hungover today, too. I was hungover, but that's... Uh, that's How did it go from you can run 10 miles to you can run 16 miles, like in half a second? 22. No, I mean, the most I can... I can run a million miles. The most I can probably run... Are you going to say infinity? I ran, I ran up to 20, but I, without, like, really, really training, I can run up to about 16. Without stopping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to do Timmy right. Timmy Ryan's 17 mile marathon. 
Timmy, go to bed for a while. Timmy Ryan. Seriously, that's a lot. That's a lot. I, I, I could, I could do it. All right, Timmy Ryan and, runs. And here's the thing: the the pace car, or whatever. That's just going to be the vehicle following along, broadcasting it's back be to here. And Richie can record you. Yeah, and uh, they have to have some. Can they have water for me, all? Can they have like a little water? Well, bottle? we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Here's the thing: it'll probably be during the show. It should it be during the show? And we'll have somebody follow him in the vehicle. Yes, because Richie could take video and then send it to me, and we could upload it as it's happening. Okay, so it'll be during the show. Uh, next week. Be during the probably next week. Okay. During the show, we'll get somebody. Um, Adam is noting that um, you may be weighed down by the fact that you are full of s. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. So it'll be next week. We'll have somebody get in the station vehicle. Maybe Richie. Maybe uh, you know. Maybe Kristen. Maybe maybe Adam. Maybe Adam. Uh, follow along in the station vehicle, giving us uh, updates mile by mile, and we will figure out next week the sort of parameters and the specifications in terms of if you get to have water, if you get to stop, if you get to do whatever. I don't have to stop. As a matter of fact, it's really bad if I stop. Okay. Fair I, I, that's, I need, an, that's what we call a verbal contract. I, I, I heard I, that. I have to go all the way through. I can't stop. Okay. okay. I, I immediately lock up. All right. <laughs> Dude, it's not I mean, a... If you can do 16 miles, you know, on, on your own, you probably don't need water anyway. That's... That. Uh, what, what do I get? Do I get a prize? You get to you get to gloat about the fact that you, you were did. actually correct about something here and that we and disputed it and that it... I'm actually it, correct because I'm incorrect about everything else. Well, you get to... You know what it is? You get to... Here's what you get to do. You get to have something in your back pocket that you can pull out that we disputed that was proven to be true. Uh, and I can tell once. you to F off. Well. It can be this big card that says F you, I was right. Figuratively speaking. Can, can I hang a big poster on the wall? Here's the thing. If I you can hang a big poster on the wall that says F you guys, I was right. No, but here's the thing. If you do this, <laughs> if you do this, I will publicly uh, retract my statement that you were full of crap. Uh, and I will acknowledge that you were right on this and I was incorrect. So I have to run 16, 16 miles. 17. You have to go over 16 you miles. Do, yeah. Meaning you could, you, you know. You like 16 miles in two feet. Anything over 16. You have to do. Wow. You okay. have to go just pat, just That's, over 16 okay, miles. That would take, I would say, about two hours, 45 minutes. Right around two you're making that up. So I, you're just completely say, making that up. You have no that, idea. I would say that. No, because I can What run, are you basing that on? You have no, you're making that up. I can run six miles in 45 minutes, and I can run uh, 10 miles in two hours. Just about two uh, two hours. So if I pace myself, I'd say about 245, 250. Or else we could maybe just have him run on a track, just no. around and around oh. and around a track. Well, there's a track. Uh, there's, there's a track, track on the bowling alley on Powell. I was just going to say a there's, a, there's a track on there's a track on 34th and Powell. Well, because you don't want to do it on the road. Okay, and some okay, so because then you become one of those cyclists. Maybe people can go down and watch you. <gasps> that <laughs> is the dog. that's the best thing ever. <laughs> Adam is just typing the screen. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe get Visa as a sponsor. Just have Timmy Ryan running. Wow, that's a really great idea. We should see if uh, we should see if we can do that. Because school's out. Yeah, no, school isn't. All we need to do week. is find somebody at that school or find somebody who can give us permission to do that. Okay. Wow. Track. Well, how many? Let me see. How many laps? Well, and see, like, in the, well, they're quarter mile tracks. I mean, you wouldn't just be proving us wrong. You'd be proving all the listeners wrong yeah. who go down to watch you. So, it's, okay. it's 64 laps. Is it? Is it 64? It's a, it's a, I think it's a quarter mile track. Wow, so 64 laps. Let wow. me just say that. Let me just say this. Predicated. I can have my iPod, right? You can, yeah. Yeah, I get to have my iPod. Predicated on predicated on the fact that it's a quarter mile track, which I think it is. It's 16 miles, but I do believe that is 64 laps. That's a lot of laps. Well, it's 16. It's no more laps than it was before. You just didn't call them laps. You were yeah, calling it 16 miles. Running around in a circle. I mean, I could do it. How I is that harder than running in a straight line? Because I, it's kind of when you're. And there's no variation. You know, we're being nice because to you. When you're running flat. and you're going up hills and you're seeing scenery. But, I mean, fine. If if fine. If the challenge... So this is required. So wait, you need the appropriate <laughs> aesthetic accompaniment to be able to run. It's kind of like a weekend drive. It's kind of pleasing to the eyes. 
No, if this requires a track, I'll do it. Okay. Do I get to have chariots of fire playing? Yes, over and over Sure. Again. You've got an iPod, dude. Play whatever you want. No, no. Can I pl- when, as soon as I cross the finish line. You mean as you get to the end? <laughs> do you want that or do you want the Rocky theme? <laughs> chariots of fire. <laughs> right. You know what? We are the champions. <laughs> well, I think there should be like kind of like a three oh, for, the, for the final set. couple laps, you will play chariots of fire, and then you can get we are the champions after you finish. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what people want to do. They want to sit there for three hours. Watching me run. Dude. We'll play it for you on. Okay, so since we'll probably be, we'll be broadcasting during that time. <laughs> so we can play Chariots of Fire on the air as Timmy's running. <laughs> Adam just said the best thing ever. I'm going to. We should have Adam in here. What is he doing out there? We'll have him in later. We're going to get Steve Cast a moment of you. Adam, Adam just typed on the screen. Adam just typed on the screen. Put an alcoholic redheaded chick with poor judgment on a stick like a carrot. Bam. Set match. Wow. Actually, I, I, Adam's best show really ever. mad, but I know something about Adam tonight. Adam, you know, Adam didn't want dude, to be talking about it. Well, you know, we, we're going to go to the phones it at the has, moment, it's, so. it's directly linked to Shelly, as a matter of we're, we're, we're going to the phones at the moment. We'll come back to it. Hi, you're on the Rick. We have to get some of these because people have been waiting at home. we got to get Steve Castle on here in a few. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. It doesn't matter what theme he chooses. He's not going to hear it because he won't make it to the end. <laughs> Good for you, sir. <laughs> hey, F you. can you guys just... Yeah, yeah thanks, Timmy. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Uh, Timmy? Can you guys just define emo a little bit? I'm not sure what... It's, a, it's a motive music. It like is a... Like, I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go. go, go. Uh, I, I was going to say, I don't really... I mean, it's one of those I know when I hear it. I would say that it, it is a very... Uh, I would say it is a very... Um, Sweet sounding, and in, just in terms of the tones, it is very sweet sounding, very heavily produced sort of guitar pop that has a little bit in common with mainstream punk. And but the lyrics and, and sound are more emotional than yeah. like I mean, uh, sort of touchy, okay. touchy, feely pop punk. Can you play one in the break? Play well, something? have you heard us? Have you? Well, I was going to say Nickel Arcade, like, but they I probably only one. heard the Britney Spears <laughs> song. Uh, what's what's probably the most mainstream? What's the most mainstream My emo Romance thing? Is pretty emo. My Chemical Romance. If you've heard us play any of that, uh, I hate play, that word oh. emo though. I've always hated it's that. It's just it's a stupid term. It's a um, stupid abbreviation. But it's it's uh, yeah, but it's very sort of touchy feely pop punk. Okay. Cool. So, like, ima- imagine if the Ramones sang a lot of really touchy-feely songs with a lot of dreamy background vocals. I'll play a My Chemical Romance song into the break. Yeah, we'll do so that. We can demonstrate. So there you go, All right. sir. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, if, if you're on hold, oh, I'm sorry. If you're on hold, hang tight. We'll get to you in just a few. We do now need to welcome to the Rick Emerson Show. From the island of Cuba, CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir. I, hello. I almost feel like we should have uh, prepared for this, and, and I should have given you some more appropriate uh, music for me in that, now that I'm not in New York and I'm in Havana. Well, I was actually going to prepare something that had a sort of a, you know, like a, like an island feel, a Latin feel, a Caribbean feel, or whatever, but, but I decided, you know, a little taste of home for you. Thank you. It's funny because I haven't been home in a while. I was on vacation for a week. I, I went home literally for about seven hours, to, took all my dirty clothing from the vacation out of the bag, put in new clothing, and the very next morning got on a flight uh, to Miami and then got on a charter flight for Havana. Now, I got all kinds of questions for you. I know you're probably very busy today, but a couple things. A, is it was it by design that you did not sort of mention to us that you were going to be heading to Cuba? Was there, was you know, Or was that just sort of that we, we didn't ask and you, you forgot to volunteer? I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me. I'm just curious if there was a reason why that was sort of on, on the QT well, a little bit. 
Until we were uh, 100% sure that our visa request would be approved, you know, we, we really wanted to keep it on the down low I, and, and make sure that, you know, there were going to be no potential roadblocks up there, uh, you know, and literally until I got here, really. So we started uh, uh, previewing this a couple of days ago uh, in the emails, but uh, before I left for vacation, you're right, yeah, I didn't make mention of it because I wanted to make sure, we, you know, we were going to yeah, definitely get here. So now is it, why are you, uh, what is the deal that you are allowed to go, because most like Americans, it's like you, you're not allowed to go to Cuba, is it like a journalistic exception in the law, what's the deal with that? Yeah, there there are people who are allowed to go here. The journalists are allowed to come down. Uh, you do have to apply for a visa with the Cubans. They have to give you permission if you're a journalist to come here, uh, and you do have to uh, sort of prove that you really are a working journalist. You know, you have to have some letters uh, uh, from the uh, Treasury Department, uh, if, you know, CNN does at least to to operate here. We have a full time bureau in Havana, one of the only news agencies from the U.S. to do that. Uh, you uh, people who left the island of Cuba and now uh, are U.S. citizens can return here uh, if they have family here. They they too have to apply uh, for permission to come. The U.S. limits their travel to once every three years, and they still have to get visas from uh, the Cuban authorities. So that's a very uh, difficult process for them. And the United States uh, issues uh, twenty thousand visas every year to Cubans here uh, on the island that have uh, relatives in the United States, but some of them apply for visas, you know, and wait for years before they find out, uh, you know, if they're going to be able to, to come, and they spend a lot of money, money that they don't really have at their disposal, uh, and, and they never know if the answer is going to be yes or no. It's a very, uh, you know, precarious situation for them. And then other people can come, uh, you know, people who are on uh, sort of educational exchanges, cultural exchanges, and or people involved in the arts and uh, humanitarian uh, missions as well. And I know that you you talked to a guy who, I guess, uh, what, fled Cuba with, with his family as a kid and is sort of going back now. And, I mean, what is the – is it – Here's a dumb question. What, what's changed in that time? Because I know there's Raul Castro is now uh, nominally in, in, in charge of the country, but I mean, is, it, is, it, is it the same Cuba that he fled? It, in many ways it is, and in some ways it is not. Uh, this is one of the reasons why we came down here. Uh, it's a very critical point uh, for, uh, in time for, for Cuba and for Cuban-U.S. relations. Uh, the, uh, the American uh, presidential elections uh, you know, de depend, uh, well, at least the vote in Florida, you know, depends a lot on, on the Cuban-American vote. And people don't know whether it'll be in favor for uh, Obama or for McCain. And the Cuban community in Miami plays a big role in deciding that uh, as far as the Florida vote goes. And then there are people here in uh, Cuba who are watching the elections uh, very closely because there's a sense that uh, it would be better for Cubans here uh, if Obama won the election than if John McCain did. But again, you know, nobody is expecting there to be change overnight. Change will not come from the U.S. side here. It's going to have to come from within uh, in Cuba. And there has been uh, change since Raul Castro has uh, taken over the presidency. There were reforms enacted here that, uh, for, for, for some people, it's more symbolic than than life-changing, but the ability to, to buy a cell phone, the right, ability to buy right. a computer, the ability just to walk into the lobby of a hotel. I mean, I see it here in the building where Cuba's, uh, where CNN's uh, Cuba uh, Havana Bureau is located. It's a hotel. 
uh, used to be the Hilton Hotel. It's now the Havana Libre. And uh, you see ordinary Cubans now walking into the lobby because mm. they can, and they want to look around. They want to go where they were forbidden uh, to go for, for decades. And, and that was an, an affront to them. It really was an insult to them to be in their own country right. and to not be able to be stopped at the door. So, you know, that was a really big thing for them. To us in the United States, it may seem trivial, but to them, it really was a big change. There is a, a building there. I don't know if you've seen it, if you know, but the, the, the American Interest Building. Um, yes. I think is what it's called, and it is the creepiest looking building. It's one of the <laughs> creepiest things I have ever seen, and I do believe it's actually owned by the by the government of Switzerland. Um, but yeah, because you know the, the the United States can actually not uh, anybody from the U.S. Uh, cannot spend any money here. It's really interesting the way the rules are written in the U.S. We're not you cannot spend any American dollars here from America, and if you're from the U.S if the money is going to ultimately wind up in the government's hands. And the government is the only employer here right. for the most part. And so there there had to be ways around that, and uh, that's why they, they operate in a building. You're right, that's owned yeah. by the so, Swiss. So there's this, there's this American interest building that is owned by the Swiss, and it's the creepiest thing because the government, the U.S. government, has huge electronic reader boards up in the windows of this building, and they flash anti-Cuban messages uh, up there at night to the Cuban people, and so the way that the Cuban government under uh, Fidel responded is they uh, they ringed the building with these huge black flags that block that reader board. And so you see this building, and it's just dozens and dozens of flagpoles with these big black flags blowing in the breeze, and it's just the creepiest-looking thing. So, it is a very bizarre situation, yeah. and, and I think I think there are people on both sides of the issue here that that feel that you know after uh, five decades of this policy of this embargo that it's been a failure, yeah. you know, and this government hasn't changed here. Uh, the U.S. has not achieved its objectives through the embargo, and there is a sense in the air that change is inevitable. But nobody uh, here uh, expects that to happen overnight. In fact, uh, they don't want the change to happen overnight. There's a fear that they will be overwhelmed, right. you know, by U.S. interests if, if there's a sudden uh, opening of the floodgates. Uh, going to going to zero to sixty in, in half a second, you know. Sort of. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, it really it really would be uh, devastating to the to the culture here if that were to happen. You know, the, the pe and, and people don't don't want it to happen that way. Um, are you? I, I know you're probably uh, kind of a time crunch here. Are you? Uh, are you on tomorrow's? Are you? You're sort of there. How long are you there for? I'm here through the week. Uh, you know, um, I've been talking about uh, what it uh, means to travel, to be able to travel here uh, to Cuba uh, today. And uh, tomorrow uh, we'll be talking about uh, people's hopes for the future of uh, U.S.-Cuban relations and how they're watching the elections. We'll also be talking about the, the reforms that were enacted recently, uh, talking to some uh, analysts uh, from Canada who teach down here. Uh, we've got a lot to, in store for the uh, next couple of days. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, all right. Be safe, my friend. We will talk to you in the immediate future. Then Have a, have a good day, sir. I am having a fantastic time, and I'm happy to share it with you. Steve Kastenbaum in Havana, Cuba, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. Fantastic. There you go. Steve Kastenbaum. How cool is back that? back in New York at the end of next month. Uh, well, he's only there for this week. Okay, I think cool. he's there for this week. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, this this um, it's called it's in Cuba. It's called the American Interest Building. It is the creepiest looking building. It's this big glass building that I think is technically owned by the Swiss government. And so the United States, though, uh, because we're funny like this, we we have these huge electronic reader boards set up inside, and at night it flashes all of these anti-Cuban messages uh, up in the building. And so what Fidel did 
because he's sort of a, you know, he's great at sticking it to people. What Fidel did is he just erected these huge flagpoles, like dozens and dozens and dozens of them in front of the building, and he has these huge black flags uh, blocking the reader board so that Cubans can't see the anti-Cuban messages that we are flashing. Um, but the upshot is that it's an amazingly creepy building because it's just a, a forest of black flags on flagpoles. It's so freaky looking. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. So let's get a couple of these. Uh, people have been very patient. Then I hope we get some calls. I have more news from Timmy Ryan. Uh, Nina Parker from TMZ uh, uh, coming up later on. Ron Dante, the top five. It's all very exciting. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Uh, hey, I've got two things. Uh, one, that uh, that Timmy Marathon sounds great, and I think... Uh, it's the best uh, idea ever. Yeah, and I think you should have uh, listeners sponsor Miles. And if he actually makes the Miles... Uh, you can get him a gift certificate for a self-storage facility for his stuff, so that his girlfriends don't keep throwing it out. <laughs> it'll go to it'll go to a storage garage for your possessions, or maybe just for a good fireproofing for some of the stuff you want, Timmy. All right, All right excellent. Thank That's you, right. sir. And the second one is, uh, I think Timmy's a little scab, and I'd like Shelly to come in and hear her pick him. That's an unpleasant yeah. image. All right. Well, we'll we may we may talk to her later today, one way or the other, sir. She she does have to come down and bring me some stuff. I forgot my razor, and my my Jergens stuff. I, okay, thank no, you. No, I use Jergens to shave with. Yeah, whatever. Is that what the kids call it now, Timmy? Shaving. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. Sponsor little Timmy Ryan for Hello. ten cents a lap. And so, where would you like the where would the money then ideally go? Um, I'd like the money to ideally go for a new photo shoot. Uh, one, of the, one, of the, the few, one of the few things I would like is to make sure that he's required a T-shirt with his photo that's up there now on his back while he runs it. Fantastic. I'm very happy to sponsor Timmy and 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 pr- promote his life. What about this? What if he just What if he just has to run with a shirt and on the back in huge letters it just says "I'm Timmy Ryan" as he runs around and around and around in the sun? Well, I wasn't really for humiliation. Oh, I was well. just going for oh. I was just going for that picture. How you know, is this? Rob Zombie called. He's already cast his next film. Go away. <laughs> Rob Zombie's already <laughs> cast his next film. I get $6.40 off this. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I'll kick ass. You're, you're a good person. Thank you very much. All right. There you go. All right. Wow. I'm exhausted. Me too. All right. Let's do a couple more here, and then we'll... Uh... I, have some, I have some My Chemical Romance for the break, too. Excellent. To go into the break list. Here's Timmy Ryan. I can sit here and lay with the sheets covered with a cigarette. You said you're exhausted. Did you just have sex with Rick without him knowing? Yeah, from the sexing. <laughs> yes. All right. Here we go. Um, let's, let's liven things up a little bit, shall we? All right. So this is uh, British Columbia in Abbotsford. Alexandru... Ayanse and his wife never planned to have 18 children in 23 years, but when they welcomed little Abigail Ayanse into the world, that's just what happened. Abigail weighed in at 7 pounds, 12 ounces last Tuesday, making her the 18th child for the 44-year-old Livia Ayanse and her husband. Now, this is not, now these are not the, 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 the nutcases we were talking about the other day. This is a different family altogether, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we just had that. Um, the, the, Dugan, the Dugers? The no. Dugers are the ones. That's the American family that yeah, had 14 kids? No, they have 18. They're going to pop out. She's pregnant with the 19th. But this is, I mean, what do you do with it? I mean, unless you have a farm. Or if you have like some kind of like I don't know factory or somewhere, what do you do with eighteen kids? It's pretty interesting I, actually. They have they 
they had like a whole special on their house. They live in this huge mansion. Where are they going to get the money from? I'm surprised that there isn't a reality show about them. Yeah, I'm sure that there is one in the world. I mean, are they? here's a dumb question. Are they wealthy? I mean, they would have to be. Yeah, I mean, their kitchen is like a huge state-of-the-art like cafeteria kitchen, and they showed all the bunk beds, and all the kids share this one giant closet. Oh, I mean, you know what happens? Weird. I can tell you what happens, because there's people out there that, you know, that go, oh, they must be struggling for money. We're going to donate stuff. And they send stuff. them stuff. And well, it's like how every stuff, time right. you hear a story about a woman who jacks herself full of fertility drugs, and she has octuplets, and then people just deluge them. Right. She ends up like on Oprah or Rosie O'Donnell or something. It's, it's so like, hard. It's and then like, people here, here, Here's yeah. a lifetime supply of Pampers. Here's an SUV. We're going to give you a house. That's actually... <laughs> That's actually not. That's probably that's probably close to so the truth. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go knock up like nine girls and then like, try to go on a talk show. Attention, Shelley. <laughs> actually. Yes. Actually. Yes. I'm I'm free to talk about this. She was pregnant. She's not anymore. She uh, she had a miscarriage. She's now unpregnant. She's now she's not pregnant. She's anymore. been dispregnant. Right, right. And see, she, she, child? She, yeah, she, yeah. She she took steps not to get pregnant, but she was, and then it just didn't happen. When did this happen? When did this not happen? Uh, about happen? a month and a half ago. Wait, hold on. Let me. Are you guys my, going to bring my whole world is spinning. No, 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 no. no. I, I don't know what was going to happen, but neither of us want kids. So. Spinning out of control. So let me. We don't have to worry about that aspect. Sarah, tag, take it. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know. I just, I just, I feel like I'm in that movie, What Dreams May Come, and I'm in that weird field of lilacs that are oh, all blending into each other. God, that is such a cool movie. All right. There you go. You can't... Okay. Hmm. She said it was okay to talk about. All right. But I don't want to talk about it. Well, I'm just saying, well, I don't even, I don't even know how to process this. So, no. so... So you don't want children? No, she doesn't want kids either, no. Neither of you want kids, no, so... No, no. And you uh, took precautions, but it just still happened? Yeah, well, here's the thing. She told me initially that she is infertile. I didn't buy. So she went and got the IUD. I'm like, well, it's kind of like putting a bank vault on a bank vault then, right? Well, that's not, not the case. Apparently, my boys oh, are safe crackers. <laughs> so you didn't use condoms, so you just used the IUD? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Hell no. Attention, attention, husbands. <laughs> attention, attention, dads. Your daughters could be next. No, wow. I, I always use condoms. Hell I don't no. know the person, but her and I know each other. We've been tested, all that stuff. So, uh, And she said she had an I, She got the IUD put in. She said she wasn't fertile anyway, so there you go. Like I said, it was like putting a bank vault on a bank vault. But, uh... So, just so we can recap and move on. Okay. So, about... What prompted this revelation just now? Oh, you're talking about me and kids. Okay. Oh, you're talking about me knocking off a bunch of kids. So you, neither you nor Shelley want to have kids. No. You don't use condoms, but she uses some... Well, it's like you can, just, you can just hear the, the voice of Lycus in your head as you're having this conversation. Okay. But she, she was on a birth control. Mm -hmm. didn't really work. It, or, it, or didn't it, work at all. Well, it, the IUD is like that implant. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a visual representation. They do this, and it's supposed to kind of just lock itself in place. But it sort of wiggled its way out. It's like an internal cap or something. Uh, That's what, yeah, Lisa got one of those after, yeah. after she had her kid. Uh, like people who don't want to have, you know, right. like children get those. Yeah. And so it, it, didn't, it didn't work. So she became pregnant, but then... Uh, it just didn't come to fruition. And so... Right. Immediately. We, so okay. without getting into whatever, but the, she then had a miscarriage. Right. Was okay. she pretty... Um, Far along? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't too far along. And then I started making jokes about the whole situation. She oh, got really Jesus. pissed off. Because so. that's because that's a good move. Well, that's what I do. That's what I do when things. Because you're like a gentleman. Happen. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well. I think now's a, a. Let's take a break. Back after this. <laughs> Jesus, we're gonna play some chemical. My chemical romance into the break. You love me. <laughs> I love my girl. Nina Parker from TMZ.com coming up later on. Ron Dante and the top five plus. More of Timmy oh, Ryan. There's vodka in heaven. Back after this. 
Toss it over to me here for a second. We'll see if this. We'll see if it works. No promises. I don't know how much of this is Buffett. But where's your heart? Oh, heart? After today, you know how much is Buffett. Five seconds. Stop. No, I keep forgetting. Forgot again last night. I told her to email me. This music sucks. This <laughs> sucks. Don't do that. Hey, Timmy, where else can we hear your opinions on music? Where I, I wonder where else. I don't know. Are we done with my chemical romance? Okay, let's all note that I found the song in a play. No, that was very sweet of you. Right. It's what I do. I'm all about sweetness. You want to make the announcement now? All right, let's, before we do anything, I know we just got back from a break here, but I'm just going to take a second. It's the Rick Everson Radio Program. In just a moment, we'll talk to Richie Bristol live from Las Vegas, uh, Nina Parker from TMZ.com, and then after that, sorry, <clears throat> after yeah. that, we will do an announcement about Timmy Ryan. So that's coming up here in a few. Because that's what everybody lives, that's what everyone lives in for. The... Mm-hmm. I can't talk today either. What's going on? Well, then maybe we'll take a moment and talk to somebody else. Hi, Richie Bristol in Las Vegas. Richie. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Wait, who's this? This is Rick. Oh, hi, Rick. Oh, yeah. I'm on hold. Hi, how are you doing? You're on the air. You're on the air. But you don't Oh, care. shoot. Okay. Okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Sarah, I love you. Hi, Richie. I love you, too. How are you? I'm going to rash. <laughs> Already? <laughs> I'm sure the ladies. That'll impress the ladies. What kind of rash do you have? Look at my I'm, Rich, I'm Richie Bristol. Look at my rash. My jump's rashed. <laughs> Best Are day ever. It's, it's 106 degrees, and I'm walking around on the strip sweating my insides. Sweating oh, your insides, and your junk is rashed. Do you think and they rub together, my legs do, because I'm fat, and then they rash up. So your legs are all rashed you up? Are all, you are made of sexy. So right now i got ice on it. Okay. Uh, have you done some gambling, Richie? Yeah. How's it going? Are you, are you winning? Are you up? Are you down? I'm down. Uh, how much are you down? I don't remember. So you, I but I mean, gamble when 
you're drinking, I think. That's, <laughs> yes. Are you down dozens, hundreds? I'm on my second credit card. <laughs> Have you maxed out your first credit card? Yeah. All right. Hey, Richard, can, can I put you on hold for just a minute? We get, we're going to talk to Nina Parker here. Okay. All right. Hold on. Oh, All right. Hold on. Don't, 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 don't go up. anywhere. Stay there. Stay there. Jesus. All right. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from TMZ.com, uh, Nina Parker. Hello there. Hi. How's it going? You know, are you asking that to be polite or would you actually like to know? Because I'm going to give you two very different answers. Well, she's probably had a crazier day than You've had a crazier day. You had an earthquake. You had an earthquake. We, we did have an earthquake. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, you know, here's, we haven't had a literal earthquake. It's just been a lot of figurative uh, earthquakes on the show today. So it's been it's been one of those days. It's good, busy, a little hectic. It's one of those days, and I'm sure you know this, where you're, just, you're holding on with both hands. All right, are you guys uh, are you guys every everybody good and safe down there? Everything is Every, everybody's gonna say we did evacuate for a little bit, but uh, we we think everything's okay. It's just you know you always wonder if you're gonna get another bigger one right after. Uh, so I'm a little nervous. The aftershock, okay. and I guess the the self service was uh, down there out there for a while. Yeah, it just came back on maybe a little while ago. It was down for a little bit. All right, so in the world of TMZ.com, so I just I don't even know where to begin. I know. Uh, let me ask you about this Mister this Mister T thing because I, it's one of those things that I heard. About, but I actually haven't. I haven't heard the specifics of it. I just sort of heard people talking about this Mr. T story. Okay. Well, basically, what it is is it's an ad that never aired in the U.S. It only aired in the U.K. But it's a Snickers commercial, and it has Mr. T aiming like with a machine gun, but it only it spits out Snickers, and it's it's hitting a man who's doing speed walking. And basically, Mr. T says, you know. This is a woman, this is, you know, this is a sport for, you know, women. It's not manly. And it's not manly and starts hitting this man with the Snickers bars. Well, an outcry came from the human rights campaign, which basically, basically says it conjures up stereotypes of gay men. But what we're saying is, is, you know, who is, who's saying that it's, you know, homophobic? Are, are the human rights people saying that he's aiming gay men? He doesn't say anything about the man being gay. He just says something about speed walking. So we put a poll up on the website. People can vote. Is speed walking gay? Or no? <laughs> That's the best. That is the best poll ever. Wow. You know, can I just tell you this? More people would vote in probably national and statewide elections if there were exciting questions like that on the ballot. We've had more than 14,000 people voting. Apparently, people think it's gay, 57%. That is that's fantastic. Uh, and then, boy, the gift that keeps on giving, Lindsay Lowen. Um, so I can never really tell what is true about Lindsay Lohan, what is not true, what her family says, what her family is alleged to have said, especially her relationship with this uh, Samantha Ronson woman. Yeah, I mean, her mother has come out and said, and we have video of her talking about the relationship, says she loves Samantha Ronson like a daughter, um, and, you know, just says they're really close. Everyone's just saying they're really close. And what we have is video up on the site right now that looks a lot like a, ro a, rom a romantic relationship. Basically, Lindsay's out shopping, Sam's with her looking extremely bored like a boyfriend would, right. you know, sitting down over to the side holding the purses and the bags while Lindsay shops around. Uh, you know, we have other pictures of them hugging and holding hands and even kissing. So, you know, I, you know, if it looks like a duck, <laughs> it's a duck. All right, excellent. Uh, and let's see. And finally, uh, is this uh, one of the I, one of the low one of the other Lowens is in the news uh, as well? Is it Ali? Ali? Yeah, Ali Lowen. She's uh, she's 
audition for a movie called Troll. But the thing is, is the person who is directing the movie is a legendary porn director. Fantastic. So, you know, this guy is, is doing a new movie, and she, his name, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not a, a porn movie, of course, but he, that's what he's known for doing. So This does happen. We seem to have variations on the story every now and again, like about every five years, there'll be either a movie or a video that comes out, and it turns out that it's directed by... Like, there was Rob Halford, I think, uh, formerly of Judas Priest, or he was at that time, he was a solo act, and Rob Halford, uh, I think he was openly gay, but Rob Halford put out a music video, and it turned out it was directed by this guy named Fifi LaRue, who was like some hardcore gay, gay porn director, which is just fantastic. So, all right, always, never a dull moment, earthquake-wise and otherwise. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, TMZ.com, of course, the website, Nina Parker, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. May it be Thanks relatively, so may your day be vibration-free. Hopefully it's all right. Thank you, Nina. Bye-bye, guys. All right, there you go. Nina Parker. Wow, I dig her. Oh, me too. Is Richie still there? I guess. I'm so exhausted. Is Richie drunk? <laughs> was, was that just the sound of you finishing your business and flushing? Uh, yeah. All right. Are you... So, you are... You're pretty disgusting, but great. So, you're... So, you, let me understand this. So, you've maxed out your first credit card. Yeah, because I'm not touching a cast so I can get some hookers. How many drinks have you had? Today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. I'm just going to just take a moment. Hold on, Richie. We'll get back to you in a second. Let's just take a... Uh, no, it's, no, it's okay. fine. I'm just, taking, I'm just taking a moment. Richie, hold on a second. How? Let's guess right now among ourselves. How many drinks do we think Richie has had? Richie's a pretty... Uh, Lightweight. Yeah, totally. I'd say three. All right. I'm going to say five. All right. And so he is maxed out. All right. So, Richie, uh, Richie Bristol, you're, you're back on the air. Are you there? Oh, All right. How many, how many drinks have you had today? I had four in bed. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Timmy got so, five, and so, I guess three. So four. Uh, and then, so are you going to be going back and gambling tonight? What is the next thing on your agenda today, Richie? I got to empty out the tub because I took a shower in a couple days. Right. He has to what? The tub? Pee in the tub? We put a bunch of ice and beer in the bathtub so if you keep it cold. But then, then you used it as a you used it as a, But you used it as a, yeah, let's be careful, but you used it as a toilet. No, we used it to hold the beer. Oh, you put the beer in the bathtub. Oh, that, that, here's something else. So you put the beer in the bathtub. Oh, I see. Let me. So, so we thought you said something else. So you you put the beer in the bathtub. Drink it all up. You put the beer in the bathtub, and so as a result, it's not only 106 degrees. Not only are you sweating and as you put it all rashed up, but because the beer is in the bathtub, you haven't bathed in two days. Yeah. Do you, are you gonna take a shower before are, you meet the whore? Are you gonna take a shower before the hookers? No. Oh, wow. All right. Thank you, Richie. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the rest of your enjoy the rest of your time. Thank you so much. Did you Thanks. That? I I don't have to, but I did just because it's a horrible image. If someone's eating lunch right now or that's that's the yeah. thing. I you know that was just too. It wasn't even you didn't even have to bleep that. It was just such a distasteful image. Yeah, I just ate Rice Krispies and they're already starting to churn up in my yeah. stomach. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Bozik needs you to me. Bozik right. needs me. I think Dan Bozik is summoning you. Oh. <sighs> Man. All right. Hey, Adam, can you let Richie know we'll talk to him again tomorrow? Thanks. Thank you so much. When are we going to bring Adam in here? Jesus. I, I want to see I have, an Adam to me off. No idea. All right. Let's. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's moving cars.
this is the first this is the first moment we've had like to just to calm down. Wow. I know because I thought that the beginning of the show was going to be crazy, but then that was you know thirty seconds before the show. I have lost and all of a track that Tim was gone of the number of things that have happened today that I did not expect. <laughs> I really have. I, I I now I can't even begin to to list the number of unexpected moments in today's show. Ugh. All right, can we just take a second? Mm-hmm. All right, so does somebody we... need a back rub. Rick does. You should give him one. Please don't give me one. Um, can we play some. Can we play something that'll make us happy? Well, I was just gonna say I was gonna do a rundown. So we started off. Here's how busy today's show has been. So we started off with that 888 thing, which is genius, which we'll be talking more about. Uh, and, and as genius as that is, it was just then immediately swept aside by, well, because there was the, the, the Tim Riley called in sick today, and then Timmy came in, and then Adam suddenly appeared, and then it seems like something else chaotic happened, but I can't even remember what it was, and then there was this D.B. Cooper news. Earthquake. And then there was the and there's this is you know what they did this is one of those days this is like the that day what celebrity do we think is gonna die? That's the only thing that can happen today is like Amy Winehouse will die or something. <gasps> this is like that day the best day ever when the Britney I don't remember what all happened on that day but like somebody went to jail and somebody got arrested no, somebody no, jumped the, the guy jumped off the Paramount and something happened with Britney Spears this is that day all over again it's another one of those days and of course Tim Riley's not here. Which is always the trigger. This is what always happens. That's it. Okay, we were fools not to see this before. That's exactly why this is happening. No offense, because Tim Riley's not here, and when he's gone, it's like washing your car and making it rain. When Tim Riley is gone, big things happen. So clearly, a celebrity will be dead by the end of the day. We just sort of see that happening. We're going to place money on this. Um, so, uh, God, and then the Timmy, then the, the business of you and and and, and Shelly, which we won't revisit. But then, and then also the the, the the marathon thing, which is a genius is that idea. Really going to happen, dude? Are you? Do you doubt? Do you? Do you doubt it? It's already in the works. It's, like you set it up. I'll do it. It's happening. Kelsey Grammer was just hospitalized. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but he's been it having heart problems for a while. Yeah, but you know. See, so Amy Winehouse just checked out of thing. But she just checked but out. Kelsey, but Kelsey Grammer took her place. All right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Hello. Hey, Rick, this is Jesse. Hey, um, we got Ron Dante hey, in 15 uh, minutes. Has anyone yes. thought of uh, the Tim Ryan Memorial Marathon happening on 8808? Well, there's something there. Maybe we might be packing the show a little bit too much. But maybe we could. here's what we could do. We could maybe start the marathon at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I then, you know, and then we'll do the announcement. We'll do, we're gonna, so if you were listening earlier, we'll put a big blog posting about this later. We, this is a genius idea that Todd the Corpse came up with, that on 888, which is Friday the 8th, on 8808 at 2 o'clock, we're going to get every listener, everybody we can, everywhere in the city to turn every radio they can possibly find to the station so we can uh, address the entire city of Portland at once. That is next Friday, 888 at 2 p.m. Uh, genius. I, and then, you know, coupled with, you know, the powerhouse of Tim Ryan running his Memorial Marathon, you know, I, I just can't imagine anything better. That really could be the best day in the history of broadcasting. It really is. And also, by the way, I'm being prematurely horrified for uh, Richie's whores. Oh, man, that he's got, like, a rash and that he, like, bathing is so low on the priority scale that he just filled the tub with beer and therefore hasn't scrubbed him, and it's 106 degrees. And then then his last statement before he left was, I'm just going to let the horse lick me clean. Yeah, I mean, that was so awful. I mean, you want to talk about (laughs) shudder-worthy? Holy Christ. Jesus. All right, thank you, sir. Actually, most of the listening audience did not know that Richie said that. That's okay. It's fine. I mean, look. It sounds less creepy when somebody's repeating it. Yeah, seriously. And, I mean, it's like, look, his feet aren't going to clean themselves. Can I ask you this? You know, if you go to 
to 7-Eleven, it's no shirt, no shoes, no service. Isn't that kind of the same way with whores? I think it's... You're dirty, you have a rash... You're not, you know, <laughs> you know, you are a disgusting human being in every way. You smell, but we're still going to f you if you pass. That doesn't make any sense. I that's know what that. whores do. <laughs> that's what the, they hump. They that's... hump the unhumpable. <laughs> <laughs> Richie is unhumpable, huh? That I should... wonder. What if he's going to wear his dress? That should be their slogan: "Humping the unhumpable since 1972." <laughs> well, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, you know, it's like a, they're not girlfriends. I mean, you're. You know, I mean, that's the thing. You got five hundred bucks. Look, he's have already. Been, I mean, just you can see it in a strip club. I mean, have Not you ever? Have you? You've no. never been with a, a woman who, who, you know, for pay. No, 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 no. I know, because because you, you don't have any problem getting laid. I know. No, I can, I, I've, I've never, I've never. I been know. With a I can already tell you that. I can already. I know guys like that where you ask the question just because you're curious. And like, dude, I wouldn't pay. I would never pay. I know. <gasps> what? Adam, get in here now, please. Please come into the studio, Adam. And then I got emails from guys. Uh, we can't delay Adam's Adam coming in here. No, uh, it, I've never had sex with a woman for money. All right, hold on. Let's all right. Let's come over Mike and guess Mike. Guess Mike. What Mike's the hell score, are you please. talking about? All right, Adam. Hold on. Let's stop. Everybody, stop. Adam from the Pimp Squad, who's Timmy, uh, call screening today, joining us in the studio. Go. Timmy disclosed to me once, and he was totally sober. That on his third tour of Nam. No, no, no. He what was you... in Saigon. Oh Nam. Oh Nam. Remember what you told me? What are we talking about? And you're wearing that green jacket you always wear. Was this a big lead up to a disappointment? I was not expecting to have to come in and back this up. Oh, <laughs> I just like bad. screaming liar into the intercom. All right. Now, you got to be careful. We play with live ammunition around here. Get the hell out of here. Thank you. I'll be here all week. All right. Adam oh, from the oh, Pimp hey, Squad. That At was least audience voted you the better looking of the two. Yeah, seriously. That's quite an achievement. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish I could say this. Adam, Adam has forbid, for, forbade me of saying something. Well, then don't, then don't. Here's the thing. And then, if seriously, if, if he actually has told you something's not for air, it's a bunch of BS too. If he actually has told you, know, here's the thing. You know, you know, we play by fair rules around here. If he actually has told you that something is not for the air, a, we honor that, and it's b, and b, you better be careful because I know how you are. And if he has forbidden you. To talk about something on the air? He said he kicked my ass. If you keep going, I know you, and you're going to end up saying it, and then it's going to be sincere unpleasantness. It's going to be actual awkwardness. So I'm just saying you be careful over there. This email says, I used to be a hotshot firefighter, and a 10-mile run was a requirement. You had to complete it in under three hours to make the crew. I did it in two hours, 19 minutes, and at the time I was in peak physical shape. I have an 80-year-old bottle of Jameson that says Timmy cannot do it in under two and a half hours. Ten miles? Well, I think he means your thing of 16. Six. You said 245. I, man, I, I, could pro I could probably do it. Now it's probably. I can, no, I could probably do it. First it was 10, then it was 16, now no, it's you could probably. No, it was 22. Yeah. So he's, this guy, uh, this is our friend Irish, uh, who is betting you an 80-year-old an bottle of Jameson that, oh, says, that says you cannot do, uh, uh, we should have him clarify this, but it does seem like he is saying you cannot do 16 miles in under two and a half hours. An 80-year-old... Under, under two and a half is pushing. I could pro I mean, under three, I could definitely... 245 is what I'm looking at. 
All right, we man, we should just do a whole series of side bets. We should just do a whole high concept thing oh, like yeah. this week. And that's a lot. You got to understand, that's a lot of miles. I can, as, well, since I'm on a track that might make. I it thought a that wasn't easier, very too. many miles. I thought I mean, the you track was miles a day. And I, you're the healthy, healthy, you're the healthiest person in the room. You're well, vegan. It's, it's no, not the healthiest person in the room, there, but in the building. There is a double-edged <laughs> sword when it comes to the track because it's a lot easier on your knees. It's a lot easier because I'm used to running on the open road. You're just a hard ass. On the open road, like a real man with no turning back. Living a life on the out on the out on the run under the gun. But hold on, the track. That's a lot easier. It's a lot softer on your knees. And I run my Converse, too, so. Is there any, because you're smart, is there any, <laughs> what's, what's, give me watch something it. with no arch support. Everyone go and watch Timmy's arches collapse. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you guys laugh now. It's going to be a loud crunching sound. <laughs> like and then you're going to double over in pain. We're laughing now. We're going to laugh then. <laughs> Seriously, watch, to, watch Timmy suffer uh, irreversible foot damage. Wow. Thanks a lot. Why would you run? Why would you jog in Converse? Why not run in Converse? Be- my friend Never actually, mind. I can't argue with that. My friend actually broke her arches because she, all she wore was Converse, and since it had no arch support, her foot just went... That's why, they stopped, that, that's why they stopped making shoes like that for yeah. athletic use. That's what I've been running in for a long time. Nothing's really ever happened. And you're the healthiest person we know. All I'm right. Two days away from retirement. Seriously. Here's a picture of my girl back home. Can't wait to see her. Jesus. Wow. I don't even know what we're doing. It's like three minutes to two. We, we should, should take a break. Okay, here's the thing. Give me a shot of whiskey. Let's take it. Let's stop here. We're gonna take a break. Uh, we come back. Ron Dante. You gonna be part of that? You want you want some of that action? I, I want I want some I want some Dante action. All right. We're gonna come back. We'll talk to Ron Dante, former singer for the Archies, for the Cufflinks, producer for Barry Manilow, musical legend. Uh, we'll be back after this with Ron Dante later on. Top five songs every douchebag guy is guaranteed to play on the jukebox bar. And more news from Timmy Ryan. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Jesus. Still to come today on KCMD Portland, we have uh, top five. Top five songs a douchebag guy is guaranteed to play in the jukebox at the bar where you're just trying to hang hang out. Uh, Let's see, what else? I don't think we ever did play the Lost Boys audio. Uh, Also, we have our sound clip inventory. Also... We're, let's see. Uh, also, we have Ron Dante coming up at some point, although I think we're having a little bit of trouble getting a hold of him. So, After all, how excited he was? That kind of hurts. It's all very... It's He's all, very in demand. It's a very... He's doing his Rolling Stone interview, too. Well, you know what? Here's the, here's the thing about Ron Dante. Okay, so we left a message. All right. So we might have Ron Dante tonight. Uh, today, we, we may not. Not a big deal. We can always do it. At a, we can do it at another point. Uh, in, Especially because Tim will be very upset that he missed it. Seriously. Well, I wonder if, so, yeah. Well, it's not like Tim can ask him any questions today anyway. Yeah, so Tim Riley, uh, gone today. So we are, the phone is doing that thing where it rings in here. Can I do my Tim Riley impression? Uh, no, please Here we go. Ready? That's just today. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Okay. Get it? That was legitimately funny. All right, so I I don't even, I I don't even know where to to, to go. Um, (sighs) Jesus, there's just, there's, there's, there's so much. Um, so... We have the top five. 
which I feel like we ought to just almost do that now because we keep bumping it. We have... Yeah. I almost... I, we never did resolve this business of Shelly getting drunk and throwing all your stuff in the front lawn. You can call her. So I feel like we got to. I feel like we got to do that. And then we have news. So those are probably the three things. And the big announcement. And the big announcement. We oh, got to get the big announcement too. Are you, are so, you mocking me? No. Uh, so, Sarah, in your estimation, should we do news, Shelly, or top five? Well, I first want to hear Timmy Ryan's big announcement, and then I'd say top five, and then perhaps the Shelly. Okay. So, uh, do I get some music, some kind of like big orchestrational buildup? Um. Well, let's see what I have here. Hold on. A big. A big. Did you say orchestrational? Yeah. Kind of like this big, you know, orchestra. All right. This huge announcement. All right. Hold on. Let me let me see. Let me see what I've got. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. I have. I thought I had them. Um, I thought I had. Uh, like horn music. I thought I had ecstasy of gold, uh, but I don't know where that went. All right. Um. Okay, maybe just one more thing. Let me check one place and let's see if I've got it here. I think I may have something that's sort of that's sort of dramatic sounding. Hold on. Uh, did you just belch? No, no, I was just gulping my last cup of coffee. All right, I was going to say you can't drink any more today. You are all you are all class. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's just give me, let me just give this one second here to load, and we've got uh, we've got some phone calls to get to uh, in the meantime. All right. All right. Let's see. And. Nothing. I didn't say Whenever a single thing. Whenever you have that thing. snicker, it's usually directed towards me. Today. One man. In a world. Do you know the song? Ex- uh, Ennio Morricone? Yeah. I'm not, you know, I've heard it in passing. All right. We, now, see, this way I really could do, I could do like a big build-up. His name is, this is sort of like, the, his name is legend. His exploits, Legendary. His something is another adjective. And now, Timmy Ryan takes it to the next level. <laughs> I don't even Do know. it. Take it to the next level. I, I, I'm, I'm, wait, I'm trying to hit the pulse here, and I can't, I I can't really pass go with, forward. Never mind. Oh, no, what? that's probably bad. Bye. All right, it's all you, brother. No. Oh, I, I, oh okay. I, I can either make the announcement or you can. No, but you're... You know, I'll make it. I'll make it. All right. Is this the good, bad, and the ugly? Uh, same guy. Different song, same guy. Okay. So, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. August 10th. August 10th is the debut of a brand new show here at KCMD Portland, Oregon. A show that will be like unlike any other show ever in the history of Portland radio. The name is Musicology. A show hosted by myself, Timmy Ryan and Kristen Bowie. Timmy Ryan and Kristen Bowie? Yeah, yeah. Timmy Ryan and Kristen Bowie. And uh, a couple of different phone screeners and, you know, third wheels. Contributions from uh, Adam uh, from the Pimp Squad and James James Robinson. Robinson. It's going to be a show from Music Geeks to Music Geeks. It's going to be like high fidelity without the love plot um, and without the record store. But with all the other same aspects. How do you feel this announcement is gone? I think it's gone pretty good. Scale of one to well, ten. I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of keep pace with the music. I'm trying to keep a rhythm here. I mean, you couldn't really add to this song, so how am I supposed to make an announcement to it? Well done, Timmy Ryan. Five, four, three, two, one, fire. 
mining for gold over there. Yeah. It itched. My nose was itching. I saw you look at your finger afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at my finger. Well, I just want to make sure there's nothing on it. Wow. You really are stylish. Oh, yep. Jesus. This is like that time I looked over and I saw you, like, with your hand in your pants, scratching like your pants were full of rabid weasels. That announcement, I mean, that kind of sucked on my part. <laughs> I don't want to listen, but like, yeah, I heard about that show. Not going to listen now. Musicology, August 10th, find out what all the buzz is about. August 10th, what time, since you never said From that? From 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m., beginning. Let me, let me try it. Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m., right here on AM 970, starting Sunday, August 10th. Timmy Ryan and Kristen Bowie uh, and a cast of thousands bringing you Musicology, a discussion of music and the culture around music. Debates, discussions, countdown, interviews, in-studios, everything about the world and love of music. Sunday, 7 to 9, beginning Sunday, August 10th, Timmy Ryan and Kristen Bowie bringing you Musicology. Me running my mouth about music that I like and hate. See how I did that right now? Yeah, you did pretty no good. No page, no paper, well, no nothing. because you have a rhythm with this song. I didn't have a rhythm with the other one. Whatever. Okay, whatever. So let's do the uh, top five uh, douchebag songs that the douchebag in the bar that you're always hanging out at play just to ruin your time. You really, you're, boy, can I see your linguistic flow is really something right now. Yeah. No. I can I can hear people putting down Sunday, August 10th in their day planners as we speak. That is becoming appointment listening with every syllable that comes out of your mouth today. Now, this is the top five douchebag songs. Are you going to let Kristen talk on your show? <laughs> what? Are you going to let Kristen talk or he's going to be like, I'm Timmy Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do the whole time. I'm Timmy Ryan the whole I time. See, I can see her trying to have an opinion. You'd be like, no, Kristen, that's stupid. No, that's the worst opinion I ever. I can have sex with any woman in the world. <laughs> Maybe that should be the next bet. I can run 74 miles in the sun. You can have sex with any woman in the world? <laughs> Here's what today's top five is. <laughs> Uh, today's top, these are the top five songs uh, that a douchebag guy is guaranteed to play on the jukebox in the bar where you are just trying to have a good time. Timmy Ryan? And once again, I got these because I've had a lot of experience about this. I, I spent a lot of time at the uh, Frontier in Sweet Home. Uh, and, 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 this is the honorable mention? Yes. Now, are these based on your sort of experience? Yes. At the Frontier down there, you know, it's a good bar, but there's always a lot of douchebags that play this stuff on the jukebox relentlessly, which makes me leave. Seems to be a little staticky, a little staccato over there. I rebooted everything. This is the best show ever. There we go. Seems to be working. And, no. Frick. We'll, just, we'll take this whole segment out in post. Well... I can play them from over here. We'll, uh, do you want to try it on the other side? Let's give it one more try. All right. What makes you think the next one's going to work if the last two things you've played off the computer have been uh, all sort of choppy? Because I just checked them. It's Why don't you try that Def Leppard song again? Because that'll be, that'll be a good way to test it without giving away what the next song is. And if not, we can do calls in this segment. Because we don't have... Here's the thing. Is we don't have uh, Tim Riley today. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, what the hell was that? That's All right. Is it working? Let's see. There's something really wrong with your computer. Okay. I'm going to put this over here in the pile to do later in the hour. Here's Because we don't have that hard bottom of the hour news uh, break to hit. Uh, because t uh, Tim Riley is not here today. So let's let's do this. Let's take these calls. We'll and take them. In the meantime, I'll email you all of these links. Please do. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do it on... 
What are you doing over there? What was that noise? Was that just you scratching yourself oh, again? It sounded like you like pleasuring yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm scratching my back on the chair, and this angle is just it hit this hit whatever. Uh, the it looked to me perfectly. like you had your hand in your pants again. No, just no, now. no, no. I'm just. Jesus, what is it? What is it? The people in the Pim Squad, as if I didn't know, and rashes on your junk. What is that about? I don't have any rashes on my junk anymore. You know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's seen my junk. I'm sorry. Okay, that right there was timing. That's what that was. That was. Timing. All right. Uh, let's just. Uh, hey, what is this? Ron Dante in line three. Adam, is this Ron Dante in line three? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much. All right, let's just well, take... See, it, it made sense that the top five didn't work. You know what it is? It was destiny. It was fate. Uh, it was a higher power intervening just now. All right, let's just take one moment. All right, it's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Okay, you all know uh, the voice of my next guest, even if you don't necessarily know where you know it from or if you don't know that you know his voice. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, Ron Dante. Hello, sir. How are you today? Hey. I'm fine. I'm just a little shaken up. You know, uh, that's you know that's right. You were you are in Los Angeles. You're in the you're in the three one zero, as they say. We shook for about two minutes. All right. See, because earlier uh, Adam, who was sort of manning the phones and everything today, was giving you a call and he's like, "Hey, I can't get a hold of Ron Dante." And I said, "That's that's weird." You know, this, you know, it sounded like we were all set. It completely slipped my mind, and I should have actually remembered it because we were just talking to TMZ.com. It totally slipped my mind that you were uh, down there in, in L.A., which is where the earthquake hit, and that's why it's sort of. So I got to first of all, let's just give it up for you being a trooper and actually uh, making it onto the air today, even though you actually just were in an earthquake uh, earlier today. So congratulations to you for being a being a true soldier, my friend. Thank you. It knocked out my landline. You know, the last time my room shook like that, there was a woman in it. <laughs> Ron Dante, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my hero. All right. So uh, we have been sort of uh, pre-gushing uh, about this interview for, for a while, because I can tell you, I'm a big fan of... The music sort of across the spectrum, and bubblegum music especially, I've got just a real... I think it is an underappreciated uh, American art form. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, it's it, it's such a huge part of American musical history, but I think people don't really appreciate the care and the craft and the skill that it takes to create, uh, you know, sort of instantly memorable, well-produced, well uh, uh, well-performed pop songs. Well, thank you. I, you know, I've always appreciated the form myself. You know, when we made our Archie records and our Bubblegum records, we were using the best studio guys in, and girls in New York City. They played on all the hits, all the commercials, all the films, so they were really good people. In fact, two of my guitar players play, played on Paul McCartney's Ram album. I mean, it's like unbelievable. You know, we had a lot of fun making this stuff. Of course, the songs are a lot of fun. You know, you, you can't get around Bang Shang Lang and... Uh, Scooby-Doo and, of course, Sugar Sugar. You can't get around those. You know, I was actually listening to, I was sort of bringing in some, uh, bringing in some bubble gum today and some of the Mandela stuff as well. And, you know, it, obviously everybody sort of latches onto Sugar Sugar because it was a huge hit. And But I was listening to that today, and that song, you, you listen to a lot of music uh, from that era, and it sounds, there's a sort of thinness or it sounds sort of reedy in a weird way that the production doesn't really hold up. And I have to tell you, Sugar Sugar is... It's certainly not alone in this, but it is still such a phenomenal sounding song. I mean, just the actual production of the song and the way that that music was captured on tape uh, is astounding. I mean, it, it doesn't, it, in a way, it doesn't sound dated uh, at all. And that's probably because of, again, the, the quality of the studio musician and, and the production that went into it. Also, we did it at the one of the best studios in New York City, uh, RCA uh, Studio Cap Number One. 
Studio A. It's where Elvis recorded and all the big RCA uh, artists recorded. So they had the best technology at the time to capture it. But I must say that room had some magic in it. We worked on that track especially hard. I remember that usually it takes like 20 minutes to do a bubblegum track. We spent a couple of hours getting the right bass line, the right guitar sound. In fact, uh, my friend Andy Kim, who wrote the song with Jeff Barry, uh, played on it, played acoustic guitar, and he lost his pick, so he played his guitar with a matchbook. And that was our secret sound on Sugar Sugar. Andy Kim, by the way, just a little side note for fans of, uh, of Bubblegum and Well-Crafted Pop, Andy Kim did one of the great underappreciated songs of all time, which is a song called Rainbow Ride. Oh, yeah. And Rainbow Ride is, man, it's just got this great sort of kind of jangly kind of arpeggio guitar that happens in it. It really is just, uh, you know, the, the, just the amount of talent uh, on some of these tracks. When you guys, when you would record a song like that, uh, or or, uh, or Tracy, when you would record these songs, did you immediately know it was a hit? Did you guys lay down that Archie song and go, that's it, like that's a number one song? You know, we felt we felt we had some magic. We caught lightning in a bottle that night on Sugar Sugar. We, we, really, we really felt it, but, you know, we couldn't get it played at first because a lot of the radio stations around the country were kind of tired of this animated group that didn't exist. So I heard a promotion man in San Francisco took the label off and just gave a blank disc to the local radio station and asked them to play it. And that was the beginning of the success of Sugar Sugar. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we kind of knew we had something. Same, same thing with Tracy. We knew we had something the night we recorded Tracy. I thought it was such a great song. From, uh, from beginning to end, uh, laying down that song Tracy by the Cufflinks, how, how long did that take? I mean, were you able to go in and just bang that out? You know, I, they did the track in an hour. I came in and I put down about 16 to 18 background voices and lead to make it sound like the Cufflinks, a big group. It took me about an hour and 20 minutes to do all those voices. And this is all, I mean, there's no Pro Tools, there's no pitch shifting, there's none of that. I mean, this is all you going in and it's analog and it's you behind the microphone doing the lead vocal. And we'll play some of this later, but playing the lead vocal and all the background vocals. And, I mean, you really, you, you know, you couldn't fake it in the mix there. I mean, you really had to be able to do it. There no auto-tune, you know, where you push a button and it's in the key of G, your voice is in the key of G, then you had to sing it, and you had to sing it well, and uh, there was, you know, we didn't do many punch-ins, we, do, we did whole vocals all the way through, and then I would double and triple it all the way through, but it was great, it was great making those records, I must say, it was a time when the cool songs met the technology that could capture it. This, how, so how did it come out that at the same time, so there's a, in, a, what, 1969, I think it was, that you are on the charts as the lead vocalist for the Archies, and yet you are also in the top ten as the lead vocalist for the Cufflinks, neither under your own name, and probably most of America didn't even know uh, that it was you. I mean, was that a surreal experience to turn on the radio, and there you are fronting two sort of semi-fake bands? It, it, was, it was kind of like, um, you know, you work all your career, you know, all my career. I've been working maybe five years at that time, six years. And you want to, be, you know, get your voice on the radio. And just having it on the radio was enough for me. I was so thrilled. When Sugar Sugar was number one, Tracy was number five. And I just, I was thrilled. I said, something good will come out of this. Something already good has come out of it. So it was, it was, it was a wonderful did, time. Did you ever tell people, like, hey, you know, that's, uh, did you ever be at a party and you're talking to, like, a girl and you go, that's, that's me singing on, uh, you know, Tracy. And she goes, that's not you. And you go, hey, it is. And it's also me singing on the Archies. And she goes, you're making that up. Did yeah. you ever have people not believe you? Yeah, most people did not believe it at the time. The industry knew about it, radio industry and, of course, the uh, the music industry. 
in, on the, in the different places. But, you know, at parties and things, now, people would think I was making this stuff up. You could, they said, this is a lie. Nobody does that. Uh, you know? uh, we're talking to a, a singer, songwriter, record producer, uh, Ron Dante. Is it just, on the Archies, one more thing. Is it true that on the song Jingle Jangle, uh, you are all the voices? You're Betty, you're Veronica, you're everybody? You know, I wish that were true, but there's a girl on there named Tony Wine who sings some of the voices with me. I, of course, did it in my... They cut it originally for Tony. She, uh, she was a great singer-songwriter herself. She wrote Groovy Kind of Love and, uh, and Candida. So she was very f- famous in her own right, but she, we sang the, the Archie's backgrounds together a lot. I did do about ten voices on Jingle Jangle, though. I did all the high parts. She did the low parts. It was really funny. Somebody told me that for the Archie's that you cut something like a hundred songs for that group. Oh, yeah, maybe more. I think we cut a, over 100 songs and about 20 dances. There were dances on each uh, TV show, right. the Betty, the Veronica, the Space Shuttle, whatever we came up with. It was really, really a cool time to be making music. Yeah, we put out actually five albums uh, from uh, 69 to 73. So uh, just in your estimation, just as somebody in the industry, so again, you have this thing in 69 where you are singing lead on Sugar Sugar by the Archies. Same time, uh, you know, you're selling, uh, singing lead on Tracy by the Cufflinks. Both of the bands are you know, sort of the studio creations you're singing. Do you, do you think that happens now? If I turn on the radio and I flip around, do you think that's probably happening and it's a thing that we won't know about for another 20 years? You know, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. You know what put a stop to it? was the Millie Vanilli problem. When they got caught not singing their number one Grammy Award-winning record, right. I think all those ghost kind of things faded into the past. Everybody wanted to be real and be able to back up their, uh, back up their records with a real group. So I think there are real groups out there, real singers. Of course, with the Pro Tools and Auto-Tune, uh, what you see live sometimes is not as good as what you hear on the record. So you, I mean, you're a guy who, both in the shadows and in the spotlight, has had such a big impact on American pop music. What was, what was the moment for you where you, you heard a song, you heard a singer, you heard a record, whatever, and you said, that's a good job, that's what I'm going to do? Uh, God, I, I, I started, uh, you know, when uh, Elvis and Chuck Berry and the Platters and the Everly Brothers were happening. I started really young. I was a baby. I was playing guitar at 14, forming bands. They were really influential. When I heard Elvis, I think I had to go, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to play guitar. I want to sing. Uh, then, of course, uh, years later, the Beatles came around, and that also became the second wave of influence in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a, a big, unashamed fan of, of Barry Manilow, and it is a totally, a, a totally sincere fashion. I mean, really, some of the, some of the best crafted pop uh, of that era, how was it? How did you get hooked up uh, with Barry Manilow doing the, some of the production? And, 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 uh, and we, I was a, after I did the Archies, I became a jingle singer, which is a guy who sings all commercials. Uh, I sang for everything from Dr. Pepper to Coke to uh, to uh, American Airlines. I, I, and one of these dates was for a little-known product I had never heard of, but this new arranger came in, and it was Barry Manilow, and and he wrote this really cool little spot. And uh, he said to me, oh, you're Ron Dante, the Archie's a couple of weeks. I have some songs I'd love to record. And I said, well, uh, your commercial spot is really good. Uh, let's meet and let me hear what you have. So uh, he, we met, and he played me Could It Be Magic. Ah. And I almost fell off my chair. You know, a lot of people had come around asking me to produce them, to get them into the music business. And most people, you know, are okay, but not that one that's going to go all the way. Right. And the minute I heard him sing, and then he played, <laughs> and he wrote... It was it was the beginning. I said, "Oh, we've got to go in the studio." We went in the studio about a year and a half later. Mandy came out, and uh, and everything is history after that. So when I listen to Mandy, as a, as a matter of fact, just by sheer coincidence, I was driving the other day and I had a mix uh, CD in the car. My my wife and I were driving, and Mandy came on. When I listen to Mandy, uh, when I listen, what are you? 
in other words, what are you doing on that? Are you all the background vocals? Are you some of them? Where Where are you on that song? Well, first of all, we, Barry and I helped arrange. We arranged it together. We put together the rhythm section. We did everything together. Uh, I, I picked the studio, the engineer. When you hear Mandy, just listen for the background voices doing the Oz. That's me in the background. It's actually... <laughs> The Archie's in the background. That is, but, that's fantastic. But, it, but basically, it's, uh, and also Barry added his bar- baritone voice to the bottom of the group. So when you hear the big build in Mandy or I Write the Songs, that's just Barry and I singing backgrounds. In fact, we, I, I sang background on every one of his hits. Really? Yeah, I did it for a kind of a luck thing. I said, you know, if Mandy goes number one, which it did, we should reproduce those things constantly, try to keep the luck alive. And, and sure enough, it's just sure the enough, I- we were on the charts for 10 years with Ma- number uh, top 10. So the idea that if I'm listening to, if I'm listening to Mandy or um, uh, trying to get the feeling or... Can't Smile Without You, which is in Hellboy, you can't miss my background. That's me saying you can't, you know I can't smile. Can I tell you, can't, this, I mean this sincerely, Can't Smile Without You is my favorite Barry Manilow song and really one of my favorite pure pop songs of all time. Well, we knew we had something when, when the original song came in. Isn't it? It's a really cool song. It means a lot to me because it was a really big uh, uh, seller, and it also it kind of defined his career. A little more up a tempo than the ballad, so so it was nice to break out of that. Yeah, it sounds strange, but he's an uh, he really is underappreciated in a lot of ways. I think people it became kind of easy to sort of pigeonhole him or to to tie him to a certain era. But it's you know there's, there is some real magic there in those songs. There's magic well, in those know, groups. Listen, he he's just had these decades albums that I've helped him on the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And now we're working on an 80s album with some great, great songs. He just did a duet with Reba McIntyre on Islands in the Stream. It's, going to be, it's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful sound. And we did a Journey song, a couple other things. So that'll be, I'll be out later this year. Uh, he's, his shows are sold out in Vegas. He sells out when he goes on the road. There's a lot of good people out there who enjoy the music. Great. He's a great performer, great entertainer, too. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Ron Dante. So here's the question. It's 2008. What is the music? What do, you, what do you turn on? You hear on the radio, you see it on TV or whatever. What's the music happening now that you go, those guys are doing it right? Well, you know, there are these, uh, some of these alternative groups are really good. I, I do like groups like Maroon 5 or, you know, the, the ones that are writing songs and making really cool records. Uh, country music's really cool because their, their song quality is so high. Uh, it's really where all the good songs have gone, I thought. Uh, I just love the, the, the music they make. It it's, kind of sounds like 70s radio to me almost. Uh, you know, Eagles, America. It, country music has that kind of pop feel to it nowadays. So that's what I kind of listen to. And then I try to, uh, you know, suss out new things that are coming around. So if somebody is sitting out there and they're listening to this and they, uh, you know, and they, and they find that maybe they, they feel like they have a knack for the hook, or they have, they have a knack for coming up with that song, what is, what, what is the first step for somebody that says, you know what, I, I think I could write songs. I think I have stuff in my head that other people want to hear. Well, you've you got to get it uh, down on a, on, a, on a CD or an MP3. Uh, you got, you have to, I'm, in my estimation, you have to take a MySpace site. Or uh, any of those sites that inter- you know get let you network with millions of people, uh, and uh, and get your music up there with pictures and bios, and uh, and then start to make friends. Uh, that's a very good uh, way to communicate your music nowadays. Trying to go through the labels is almost impossible. Uh, there's only three companies that own everything, so I would say do it through the people. Get to the people. Get a great live show. Make sure you get to the local places and, and perfect your live show. All right. And make sure the song quality is high. Uh, Very important. Uh, Ron Dante, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I know your uh, latest CD is California Weekend. Yes, yes, 
it's out there. It's on my website, rondante.com. Plug, plug. <laughs> Excellent. Not at all. No, you know, my, uh, and I'm working, and I want you to know that since you're an Archie's fan, I am producing and recording the first Archie's Christmas album. Fantastic. It's going to be the Archie's featuring Betty and Veronica, and it's going to be kind of like Hannah Montana meets the Archie's, because I'll be singing, of course, on it. So uh, get ready for that in November, December. All right, excellent. Well, my friend, uh, as I often say, from somebody who loves music to somebody who makes music, uh, thank you and best of continued success in life, career, music, and all of that. Well, thank you for having me on. I've been listening to your show for the past hour. You are wild guys. All right. And I just love you. Well, and give my best to Sarah. All right, we will indeed. Ron, thank you. Ron Dante, you have a great day. Stay, I hope the rest of your day is relatively uh, stable. Let's put it that way. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Ron Dante. Adam, can you uh, pick up line three there real quickly and make sure that we've got all, you know, like his, his contact info and his uh, his whatever? I have, a, uh, I have a little fact about Sugar Sugar. Yes. Two things. You ready? Yeah. It's one of uh, President George W. Bush's favorite songs. Really? Yeah, and it was also sampled in the 2004 single by Nitty uh, that he took Sugar Sugar and uh, turned it into a song, Nasty Girl. Uh, that wouldn't, I mean, it's, you know, the <laughs> thing is... He's been listening to our show. Well, he's been on, he's been maybe on, uh, online. I think he might have been listening to us online to sort of prepare. So how cool that is, is that? That is so cool. All right. Uh, did you say, I'm sorry, I couldn't read your lips just yet. Did you have something to play into the break? No. Oh, I thought you were mouthing that you had no, something to play if you got all the links, and then be, uh, Troy's going to um, fix my computer. Okay, and so I... have audio, and all of, everything will be good. Yeah, and I have all the links, and I also have a he little... He just stole our coffee. I Did Dave, did Dave Zinn just steal Dave our coffee? Dave mad at me. Why did Dave Zinn just steal our coffee? Why did that just happen? All right, well, God only I'm knows. Bring it back. All right. Uh, well, then, you know what? If you're on hold, hang tight. Uh, I will play us into the break here or something. What do we want to hear? Do we want to hear uh, Do we want to hear Archie's, or do we want to hear uh, the Cufflinks, or do we want to hear Manilow? Sarah? Well, I kind of want to hear some Manilow. All right, let's that see. That makes one of us. Here's... <laughs> well, you should have spoken up. You know what? It's too, it doesn't matter. It's, uh, we're going to play this then. Um, He's another one that, you know, isn't looking very good. Manilow? Yeah. Well, what can it do? Uh, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ron Dante, all background vocals and the production. This is such a perfectly constructed song. Uh, all right, back after this, the Rick Emerson Show. We continue next with the top five and more of Timmy Ryan. Stay right there. I really do not write them like this anymore. So this is also Ron Dante. So the great, th so as we were sort of talking about, the great thing about this is, so this is a totally fictitious band called the Cufflinks. Totally made up. No real members, just studio musicians and Ron Dante. So this was number five on the charts with Ron Dante singing at the same time that the Archies were number one on the charts with Ron Dante singing. Two totally fictitious groups with the same members, none of them using their real names, on the charts at the same time. So if you were listening to the charts that week, you'd hear Ron Dante undercover in this band at number five, and then you'd hear him undercover with the Archies at number one, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's a weird sort of like, you know, in a cool circle, knowing stuff only you know kind of a thing. Action. 
like he's a superhero. It really is exactly what it is. Hell of a voice, man. Yeah, just bell clear. Bell clear. What a pro he was, too, that he went online, listened to the show, and actually was paying close enough attention. Like, and say hello to Sarah, too. I mean, man. That made me feel really special. And can I tell you this? Actually, sugar, sugar. Oh, honey, honey. <laughs> uh, you weren't here for this the other day, but actually when I uh, I emailed like his, his sort of rep, you know, his people, yeah. and I said, hey, you know, we're you know, big fans. We'd love to talk to Ron Dante. So I emailed his rep. Literally, like seven minutes later, I get the email from Ron himself. He's like, Ron Dante here. I'll do it whenever you need me. Let me know. I mean, you know. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, and that's a guy, he's still, you know, he just had a number one record like last year with that Manilow thing. So he needs, man. And that's the thing with the, actually, people who are pros in the music the business. old school. They never turn down an interview. No. Mm-hmm. They, they'll, they'll, they'll go to the ends of the earth for an interview. Right. Versus nowadays, it's like, I'm a star. You don't talk to me. And the other thing is, and I'm not saying everything was better way back when, but I will say here's something that's different. Get off my lawn. The, the other thing that is that th- there didn't ever used to be any of this, like, waiting five years between albums. I mean, uh, you know, the bands used to just, I mean, they had to crank it out. Like, you had to put that product out left and right. You know, freaking Alice Cooper used to put out two records a year. Right. I mean, Same thing with Zappa. Yeah. Zappa put two or three albums out a year exactly. sometimes. I mean, right. you, know, and, you know, not to always be going to Kiss for everything, but I mean, Kiss would put out a record every eight months. Uh, whereas now you get Metallica taking seven years between records. Which is probably going to be crap. And it's never worth the wait. That's right. the other thing. Or it's like Chinese democracy. Uh, yeah, and Roses. exactly. We already know it's not going to be good. Yeah, I mean, bands, uh, I think bands that take years and years and years between records, it's almost never worth the wait. Whereas bands that are putting out stuff constantly, Dylan was that way for a while, just cranking things out. You know what I miss? Bands putting out a Christmas album every single year. Oh, yeah? Like, you know, in like 12, 12 years, there will be 12 different Christmas albums, like the Beach Boys. It is it is very much a thing that it is. Whatever uh, happened to bands doing, could you imagine like Metallica doing a Christmas album every year? How great would that be? It would be, Jingle Bells, ah, Jingle Bells, ah, Jingle all the way, yeah. We have our choice, Sarah. We can either do the top five again or we can do the news. What would you I'd like really to like do? I'd really like to do the top five. <laughs> I'd really like to do the news. <laughs> Why can't we do the top five? It's, it's a good top five. Do you want to try it again? I think we should. Sarah, do you want to try it again? I think Lady Luck is shining down upon us now. I think things are going to flow. It's on you, sister. It's, it's up to you. I guess. Well, I guess we're not going to have Timmy tomorrow. No. Uh, no. We probably so we probably should do it today. Yeah, come on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, try this again. Where's that list? Rick, I saved half my candy bar for you. So we can both be fat. What is that, a Butterfinger Crunch? Yeah, it's pretty good, a Butterfinger Crunch. Can I tell you, I tried a protein bar the other day, like a, like a diet bar thing, and it tasted exactly like a Snickers Crunch. Of course. Which is my favorite candy bar. But they Thank charge you like $2 more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have the list anymore? I gave it to you. I don't have the list. Uh-oh. Yes, you had it in your hand. I, okay, hold on. Hold no. on, maybe I can see it off your computer. I don't think I have the list. I don't. Oh, for the love of God, really? Okay, well, I know at number the honorable mention was Def Leppard pour some sugar on. Does it seem like this is just, like, faded not to happen? No. This, this top five just seems cursed. It's like this top five was created in the, the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> All right, these are the top five songs. Would you like me to do it? I've got them in front of me. No, I, I'd like to talk about it, but I will just I'll play the songs and you and I, I'll, I'll I'll describe why I think oh they're douchebags. Three o'clock. Oh These are the top five songs that a douchebag guy is guaranteed to play in the ballroom jukebox. At honorable mention, Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me. Yeah, 
Witticism, Cindy Ratman? Huh? This is honorable mention. So this would be like number six. And I, I, so that's, that's what counts as an observation about the song. And, and the, no, no, here's why. Because the douchebag in the bar probably went to one of those uh, knocker bars the night before, right? And uh, this is kind of reminding him of the uh, the lap dance he got from Of Bambi. the ladies. Right, exactly. He's like, so uh, I'm putting this on, guys, because I got a, got a lap dance last night from Bambi. It was good. It's sweet. Do you not like this song? Um, I can do without it. Here's the thing. I really love this song. I can with do everything in this me. is like a, this is a strip club song. I suppose. This but is I mean, a skanky stripper song right here. But I, I think my thing is like I try to like really separate the 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 stuff from the stuff, as they say. And you know what Sugar he's talking about too. I don't know. All I know is that these lyrics are closer to Spinal Tap than almost anything I've ever heard in rock. <laughs> yeah. That line when he says. Do you take sugar one lump or two? I mean, who says that in a sexy way? <laughs> yeah, and then he, sweet to taste, saccharin. Yeah, that's really like a sex farm. It really is. It's, it's, it's <laughs> absolutely close to sex farm. Okay, counting down the, uh, these are the top five songs a douchebag guy will always play in the bar. Uh, number five, Creed, Higher. <laughs> it sounds like a joke. I mean, it sounds like a parody. And how many times have you just been sitting there in the bar just trying to drink your whiskey and then this song's going to come on and the, the douchebag's really into it? He gets well, these really are back in your it. drinking days, right? Huh? This is back in your... This is before Not you were before clean Before you recognized your body was a temple. Because now, of course, you treat yourself with the utmost care and respect. Yes, because I, I don't touch the devil's fruit. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Here comes kind of the big build-up. You know the worst thing about this band? I mean, apart, I mean, it's got staff, obviously. But have you seen their Behind the Music? I have watched the Creed behind the music, and the worst thing about it is that they have all of these interviews with Scott Staff where it's clear that he doesn't even really care about music that much. He basically ended up in the band because he couldn't find a job and couldn't think of anything else to do, and he thought, he actually says at one point something to the effect of, so I thought I'd give singing a try. I mean, you just, and at that moment, you're just like, any hope you had of maybe thinking he was misunderstood or unfairly maligned just goes out the window. Oh, you know what the, another horrible Creed song is that? My sacrifice. Totally. And he's all like, had, like painting himself as like a Jesus figure. Oh, yeah. And didn't he, like, beat his wife, allegedly, and like, uh, know, I think he, he might have been accused of some things now, like th- that. This is the great thing about this. If you watch him, he, he tries to be a family man, and he's right. like, pro-God, and it turns out, like, him and Kid Rock had a three-way with, like, a bunch of strippers at some point. I remember that. Yeah. Well, of all the guys you could pick, Scott Stapp, really? Yeah. Maybe it was just like a bet. Maybe somebody bet Kid Rock that he could, you know, I bet you can't get Scott Stapp in a three-way. Scott Stapp infection. See, this... <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, you know what this song is? This is like that Faith Plus One band that Cartman puts together in that episode of South Park. Yeah, that's a great one. Totally. All right, kind of the top five songs a douchebag guy is guaranteed to play in the bar. Uh, let's see. Uh, Puddle of Mud, Control. Did you forward into it a little bit? No. Well, how far in it? Uh, it's not swearing go? or anything. It's All just right. the video. I always hated this yeah. song. I, I hate these guys. I'm pretty sure. I liked them the first time I heard them when they were called Nirvana. Dude, here's the thing: is it's just this guitar tone and everything about it just seems uh, very bland. Get me! <laughs> Wait, I have to stop this for a second. That is fantastic because I just because we just we just heard that guy singing in the last song. Maybe these are all Ron Dante. Maybe there's like some grungy Ron Dante, 
And that's actually when I love the way you look at me. I love the way you shake your ass. No, it's like, I like the way you smack my ass. It's coming up. Please don't do that. Why would you ever? Is this clean, Timmy Ryan? Is it clean? It should be. I mean, we play it on KUFO all the time. Well, that's no guarantee of anything because you could be playing a radio edit. I don't know. I think I think this will be clean. You know, Scott Daly said that once a long time ago. Right yeah, before I he don't played a, a song, song that think, unleashed a torrent of profanity on us. I don't think this is a dirty song. All right. It's clean. All right. It's just unpleasant. Really? Here we go. Sounds like you kind of like this song to me, Ryan. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so it's so bad. You know a lot of this song, you know, for a for a guy that claims to hate it. I don't like it, but I've heard it so many times from the douchebags. It's a song that you hate, but you can still no? sing along to anyway. Fair enough. Top five songs that a douchebag guy is guaranteed to play in the bar. Never get to the good part of the song. There's right. a, there's there's a good there's a good I part. Like, I like the way you look at me. Alrighty. I like the way you smack my ass. You never got to that part. Are you just so dirty. trying to set a record for the most times you can use that phrase? Come no, on, you're hideous. You really like that's, that. That's why. Shelly, thank you. Is that why? Can we wow. just get over this and move on? No, no, wow. she, no. Hell no, she doesn't. No. No, because yeah. you're all because you're a man. She definitely does not spank me. No. <laughs> I've already got her pissed off enough at me. I, I'm not wow. going to do anything more today. All right. Uh, let's You're not going to what? I'm not going to piss her off anymore. She's pretty pissed off. Yeah. She said she never got a chance great. to defend herself, so she's pretty pissed. All right. So. Sorry, Shelly. All right. So we've got Nookie by Limp Biscuit. This is like the worst time I've ever We tried so hard to get it on there. Is it three? Yeah. Like so there the we go. That's, I mean, everybody That's knows. Uh, no, it's clean, but we're almost out of time here. We're yeah. just, it's, you know, let's see. Uh, top five songs a douchebag guy is guaranteed to play in the bar oh. on the jukebox. Number two. Drowning Pool. Let the bodies hit the floor. This song seems to exist solely to be in the previews for bad horror films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every horror film that has come out in the last three years that's targeted at the teen market has this over that closing fast cut montage of songs. Is that the same guy again? I think so. (laughs) It's the Ron Dante of douchebag songs that sings on all of them. I think I just made that observation about 90 seconds ago. Isn't this guy dead? I don't know. I think this guy's dead. Probably. I expected more observations about this. Get to me, put this together, you're just sitting here listening to it. Well, because I'm listening to it, but it's like, it's kind of self-explanatory. I mean, who the hell wants to listen to these songs back to back to back? And that's the thing, they're always like back to back to back in the bar. Nobody wants to hear these things. And it's like, you can't go up there because the jukebox program, like, you know, five songs He's always put in $20. That's the other thing about it. He's always put in $20, so you are stuck. 
No, no, no. To all these douchebag songs. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you hear like one here, one like ten minutes later, it's like they're they're tolerable. But when you hit them over and over and over again, you know, they're unlistenable, and it's always those lone douchebag who's the only one enjoying them. Finally, the number one song that every douchebag guy is guaranteed to play Can in a bar. Headlining Rockfest. Lucky number 13. I should say that I'm a, I'm a big fan uh, of this song and of this guy. Really? Yeah, I really am. I'm super excited to Of this song? Absolutely. Nothing wrong with this. Nothing wrong with this. Rick is that douchebag at the bar. I am. I, you know what? Call me a douchebag. Call me whatever. Uh... I have no problem with Kid Rock. I, I have no problem Kid with Rock. this song. I don't hate Kid Rock. I just think this is a douchebag song. I can't get into this song. Never have. I have no problem with this. There's nothing. I I think unlike a lot of people. Sarah said she liked this. She liked my pick for this uh, number being. Number I mean, one. no, don't get me wrong. I can see why there's a type of guy who always plays this. Uh. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go. I mean, I can see why you hate a guy who always plays this, but I separate the song from the douchebag who plays it. All right, back after this to wrap it up. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Stay right there. Wow. It's like a hundred hours packed into just the last four. Is there an open bottle of alcohol in that fridge right now? Uh, yes, so actually. I'm almost ready to can go I out drinking with you. Yeah. Seriously, can I go get some? I'm now? almost ready to go out drinking really? with you. Uh, do, do your news in the afternoon first. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're now into the saddest part of the broadcasting day, the final segment of the Rick Emerson Show. Uh, let's just uh, go through these calls real quickly. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Sarah, Tim, and Eric. What's going on? What's hey, up, brother? Hey. Oh, hey, of the Hi. Jameson bet. What's up, Timmy? Irish! What's up, buddy? All right. Yeah. Let's okay, clarify so. the bet. All right. Now, I thought I heard Timmy say that he could run 10 miles in... Under two and a half hours, oh, yeah. is that correct? Yep, I can no, do he's, that. he's actually been saying during the break, under two hours. I can do it about two hours. Under two? I can do it about two. Now, are you doing this on a street or on a track? It'll be on a track, most likely. I'll be on a track. I've, I Every time that I've ran, I mean, I, I always run, I guess, cross-country, as you could say. So uh, it's, it's never really been on a track or a treadmill. Wait, so I don't understand. Let's go. So, so we're saying how many miles in two hours? Timmy Ryan. Uh, in two hours, about ten. I can run about ten in two, two hours. Ten? About ten. You said you could run at least ten. I, I can run. Hours. I can run ten in about two, about two hours. Right around two hours. It depends. There's a couple of times. Ten, two hours, more or less. More, yeah, give or take two hours. Yeah. But over two oh, hours. Okay. Give or failure. take two hours means nothing. Can you run ten miles in two hours on a track? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that's where my bet would lead. Because, like I said, when I fought fire for the shots, we had to do a ten mile run just to qualify to be on the crew and that was a pain for me and I was in great shape. So Timmy, I will be more than happy to bet you a very old bottle of Jameson says you can't. Now run what 10 is miles. now now what do you Timmy, what do you want if you win though? What does he gotta do for you? You get the Jameson. Oh he gets the Jameson. Timmy's not even listening at this point. Oh, yeah, I'm Hello. You. Hi. I'm stacking dairy cream bottles. Yes. Um Really? Really? Is that what you're spending the last few months of the show? No, I'm you building your creamers? radio career? You're... I'm listening. By ignoring the PD of the station. Oh, for the love of God. With? All right. You know what? Dude, we're going to have to... Irish, we're going to have to take this up later on. All right, man. All right, thank you. And by the way, I'm looking at the calls. Alexander, Scott, everybody else, if you're on hold, no time to be fair to another caller here. Believe me, we will pick this up tomorrow. So if you are calling to bet Timmy Ryan, we will pick this up tomorrow. Uh, join us tomorrow when our guests will include Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com and uh, a litany of amusements. Rick Emerson, show produced today and every day by the lovely and extremely tolerant and patient Sarah X. Dillon for AM 970, the talker in the newsroom, the loathsome Timmy Ryan. Woohoo! On the phones, Adam from the Pimp Squad, 
the gatekeepers, Dave's in, the webmistress, Bridget from upstairs, director of engineering, Brian Jones, CBS Radio, Portland, marketing guru, Susan Donat with me, Reynolds. Like us next, Michael Marishow at 7. See you all tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye now.